Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And this is Story by Chance. We're going to talk all things movies, television, streaming, news, sports, all that good stuff. And this is our first installment into a new, hopefully, yearly segment, which we call Direct Timber, in which we take the month of September and we will look all, and we will take one director into the month of September we will look at their filmography and their filmography exclusively. Uh, yeah, and this is our long awaited uh, start to Villeneuve month. Thank you, Russ. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we have a lot to talk about. I mean, this is gonna be our first installment into this guy's first dive into this guy's filmography. Uh, just period. We've never talked about Villeneuve film before today. Uh-uh. Uh But yeah, so lots to discuss. Of course, starting off with his uh, breakout hit, Thirteen's Prisoners, which we'll get to later in the show. Um, but first of which, we have some other things to talk about. First of which is that well, that time of year. It starts time for our weekly football discussion. Uh, I mean, yeah, we would we. Again, we would have given our picks for what games would have happened this week. <laughs> Again, thanks, Russ. Could, I mean, why don't we just say who we th- who we were going to pick anyway? Why don't we just go we'll ahead talk, and go yeah, go we'll for it? We'll talk about that. We'll, de- we'll definitely talk about that because yeah. wow, wow, this is a week. This was a week of football. Um, I mean, yeah, th- Thursday, Cowboys, Buccaneers. We both have picked the Bucks. We both have picked the Bucks. Oh, absolutely. I Although, I wouldn't have stayed. Uh, I would have I would have stayed a course with them. Not nearly like not nearly by as wide a margin as it ended up being, or not nearly by as narrow a margin as it ended up being. No, I I, I even used FanDuel. I uh, I took the eight and a half because I thought that they were going to cover, and uh, yeah, they didn't. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, so yeah, Cowboys, uh, not bad. Uh, Tom Brady threw what, four, four touchdowns. Yeah, and I had Gronk on the bench because he was my backup tight end at Kittle. Uh, Twenty nine points I left on the bench. Always exciting, but that was like a fluke performance. I think that you don't you're not going to get that every single week from him, though. You know, from, especially not now. Not now. Not no. Now. Yeah, uh, so. not now. Uh, yeah, so uh, let me go to Sunday's games. Which look, my fantasy may not be doing super well. Well, two <laughs> two of them aren't. One of them is actually holding pretty strong so far. God, please do not do not let anything happen to Mar Jackson. Um, uh, that's who I got as my quarterback too, and uh, yeah, I, I got this. I got tonight pretty much sealed because he was the only player I had going. To the shock of most people who follow football, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers managed to upset a Super Bowl contender in the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, it was a surprising one. I really thought Buffalo was gonna pretty much win that one st- steadfast because uh, you know they were just a good, solid team last year and playing at home, you know. Home opener. I think that they were they were victims too, just a, just facing a incredibly stout defense, and that's with us losing a good chunk of our secondary into the free agency. Uh, yeah, man, yeah, managed to hold this team to uh, a grand total of six points in the second half. Only one yeah. touchdown from Josh Allen. So that that again, a dude who was touted as an MVP contender last year. Yeah, who by which the way, made just, me happy that I passed on him as quarterback. Who just lost just for just, well for this for this week and just for term reference, this dude just locked just inked a six year deal to stay in Buffalo. Yeah, he's gonna be slinging for some time there. Yeah, uh, but you know this is this is this is one week, so hopefully we hopefully Pittsburgh keep this up. Uh, also thank also thank God T.J. Watt resigned, signed a new <laughs> four year extension or one of his four year five year. Point is, we're gonna have T.J. Watt for the foreseeable future. Thankfully, because yeah, I, I love me some DJ Watt. Uh, something else I just didn't see this one coming at all. Uh, the Eagles just beat the crap out of the Falcons. 
Like I had, like I had the, I had the Falcons going into the into this game. Uh, I I don't know if I would I don't know if I would have taken it just because Julio Jones that whole offense looks completely different without your best weapon you know. I mean, you still had Calvin Ridley, you still had Kyle Pitts, who's a great weapon, but um, yeah, but yeah. I mean, like they oof, they got they got hammered. I got Devontae Smith in my, in my dynasty league, which thank Christ because he po- he popped off yesterday. I still lost, but I do I do have a lot of problems for Devontae Smith. Six six receptions, seventy one yards, and one touchdown. And uh, Jalen Hurts looking pr- looking pretty solid for his debut, or for his yeah. debut is now like the only starter. Yeah, the guy that uh, I'm playing against right now has Hurts. So yeah, but I, luckily I had I had some stellar uh, production out of the other guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, Jane, the game you were there for, uh, 49ers versus yeah. Lions, which was pretty a lot of shocking about the game. First of which is the fact that Ayuk apparently had a hamstring injury. Play, yeah, and I'm pissed because I had him anyway. on my fantasy football team starting. I had him too. Play yeah. anyway. Yeah, which no is stupid. Targets. Yeah, which is completely stupid. What the fuck are you doing, Shanahan? Especially because the, these guys are so. We already we had lost uh, Mostert in the game. He's out for eight, at least eight right. weeks with a. Uh, <laughs> Mostert's yeah. injured again. <laughs> Big shot. Yeah, made of peanut brittle. I have him as my second running back. So uh, I, that, I, 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 I literally believe, stacked my nine. I, do, I do believe Raheem translates to made of glass. Yes, uh, yeah. And then uh, Verrett, one of our uh, cornerbacks, uh, I think, towards ACL. He's out for the rest of the year. So, uh, yeah, we went in. Like, I felt pretty good. The defense looked solid. Uh, we were beating them pretty pretty hard, man. And then yeah, you, yeah, you're, I you're, just... Yeah, you, you, were up, you were up 31-10 at the half, and you yeah. proceeded to nearly blow a 21 Fourth quarter. Lead. All too uh, Shanahan-like, you know. Yep. Uh, thankfully, this wasn't the Super Bowl. Uh, twice, I should say that you, you blew, but yes, uh, yeah, I was glad, glad to be there, man. It's a beautiful, uh, beautiful stadium. You ever get a shot to go there, man? It's uh, it's phenomenal. It's probably my favorite out of the four that I've been to. Um, beautiful, yeah, yeah. And speaking of the NFC East, the NFC, not the East, the North, the NFC North, they had an awful, awful day yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but they're all in first place, so they can all, all just in relax first place because yes, uh, yeah. And then uh, in the Niners division. The, uh, the NFC West, one of the toughest divisions in football. I agree. Uh, because, yeah, uh, looking at the uh, NFC, looking at the <laughs> NFC North teams, looking at the NFC North teams, like I said, Lions lost the 49ers. Easy to, easy to predict. That's I would have I've picked the Niners in this one easy. So would I. Obviously, yeah, obviously. I would have. Uh, something I wouldn't have called uh, is the Vikings <laughs> losing to the Bengals in overtime. No. Never would have called that, um, but I am happy to see uh, Joe Burrow and uh, his uh, his boy yeah, from LSU uh, for, like a hot start. Yeah, Kirk Cousins looks passable. I mean, decent against, um, against the ba- against, against, yeah. against the Bungles. So yeah, I'm, I mean, he should have he should have been more. He should have thrown up some some points against since since but you know, whatever. Yeah, and. Uh, and yeah, uh, also the NFC North, the Packers just got they wow. Got I never saw that coming by the Saints. Never, I five touchdowns. Never, I would have picked Green Bay handedly in this one. Me too. Yeah, I mean, just because uh, you didn't know what you were going to get with New Orleans post Breeze. Oh, um, no, Michael. I don't think with Michael Thomas not. I don't think Michael Thomas he's, played he's, right. He's hurt for the next couple of weeks. He's. I was going to say he's on the pup uh, from what I saw. Um, they don't have anybody offensively, uh, but uh, yeah, 
uh, Winston made it work somehow, man. He he scored like what thirty nine points, I think, in uh, yeah. fantasy football. Crazy. Like five touchdowns. Didn't yeah. even break one hundred fifty yards. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. <laughs> you would think that'd be like a handedly like three four hundred yard passing to do that. Yeah, no, hundred like hundred forty eight yards, five touchdowns. It's like the opposite because Garoppolo went over three hundred yards and only had one touchdown pass. Yeah, yeah they yeah, they only had. They, they they only they were easily able to keep with the running. I, mean, I think the Packers only had the ball like three times in the first half. I never would have seen a thirty-five point beatdown. No, never. No. Aaron Rodgers, former MVP, <laughs> wow. fans have oh. fans hype this season as the last dance of the NFL. Keep Came going like that. It's gonna be it might it might be the last half season, man. <laughs> Came out strong. 15, 15 for twenty-eight for one hundred and thirty-three yards and two picks. Uh the person that I've seen in our league that had Aaron Rodgers, my Robbie Gold, my field goal kicker. He had more points than Aaron Rodgers did. Because I think Aaron Rodgers only put up like two or three points. It was my, it was really bad. I think my defense had more points than Aaron Rodgers. My defense had more too, and they still gave up like 30. I told you, who's your defense? Uh, my, my defense for the league I have Rodgers is Buffalo. Oh, okay. And let me see, uh, how, much did, how much did Buffalo put up? Okay, no they didn't. They, they did not put up more points than Aaron Rodgers because, yeah, uh, they gave up two, they gave up two sacks and <laughs> that's bad. Yeah, two sacks and they lost a fumble. Um, Brandon and I, I can't believe I ugh, yeah. can't believe that. Uh, Raheem Mostert got me a whopping two points. Pretty good stuff. Uh, don't don't bet on a man made of glass. In advance. You will, you'll, you'll it's funny. It's funny because all my friends busting my balls about uh, they're like, dude, you take enough Niners. I'm like, hey, I said I know they're going to be good on both sides of the ball this year. They should be on paper. So on paper, yes, in execution. Yes. Yeah. We'll see next week. Next week should be a test. They go on the road to Philly. We should see. Should see uh, how that goes. Uh, yes. Well, what else? What else we got? Um, kind of a hometown uh, thing for me. Uh, the Cardinal versus the Titans. I would pick the Titans pretty handy. I would have this one. I would have. I would have picked Tennessee as well. Um, Tannehill and it just yeah, I would have picked them. Yeah, but holy shit, they the Cardinals came out and came out swing. I didn't think bringing JJ Watt would be the, would they be the difference maker, but they looked they looked good. They looked really good. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're going to be a high scoring team. They're fun, fun to see. Uh, they still gave up quite a few points though too, didn't they in that game? Thirteen? No, they didn't. 13. Oh, oh, really? I thought they. I again, I didn't. I, uh, that's the, the the flip side of going to one game because I usually like you know flip back and forth between all the games. I uh, really didn't get to see, but uh, yeah, I mean thirteen. I mean they're always they're always going to put up some points uh, offensively now, especially with Kyle Murray um, and Hopkins and those guys. That should be it. Should be fun to watch these guys. These guys will be uh, might be a uh, underdog in that division. Possibly as a competitive division, also in the NFC West. Uh, Seahawks beat the Colts 28-16. I would pick the Seahawks in that one because I would have picked the Seahawks the much Colts, to hate them. I, the I Colts have them. no quarterback. No, Colts have nobody. I think oh, oh, uh, Chance and oh, I have Carson, an audition next week. Carson we have Wentz a tryout. Play yesterday. Yeah, I. It's, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Carson. Yeah, Carson once came back and in the words in the words of Lincoln Park, in the end, it didn't even matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that defense usually pretty stout, but you know, Chef Russ was cooking yesterday. He was cooking. Uh, yeah. The char- uh, the Los Angeles Herberts, aka the Chargers, managed to upset the Washington football. Not upset, but they beat the Washington football team. Uh, I probably would. I would have taken the Chargers. The Chargers. Uh, Sam Darnold got his revenge. The Panthers beat the Jets, nineteen to fourteen. I also picked the Panthers. 
I would have picked the Panthers. The Jets are fucking atrocious. Yeah, I mean, no, this is they're supposed to be able to turn around this year. They got rid of Gates. They brought in <laughs> Salah. They, they look promising. I even picked up Crowder, and I ended up dropping him because, uh, yeah, I, he's out for he's out. I guess he's yeah he's 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 in, he's as good as he is. He's, he's injury prone as fuck. I, I yeah, I I just I picked him up in like the later rounds. So I was like, oh, I need a backup receiver. Let's just pick him because I I knew the name. So, but yeah, I, I dropped him, and I think I picked up uh, picked up a uh, one of the Miami uh, Dolphins for my wife. She's a big Dolphins fan. Uh, Another one I wouldn't have called because I, w- I would have picked the Jags in this one. The, the Jags, Trevor Lawrence's NFL debut. He got he got smacked by the Texans. Yeah, I don't know. That would have been like one of those you pick them. I don't know who the hell I would have picked. I I, uh, I don't even know who I would have picked to be honest with you. I might have went to the Texans. No, I would I would have gone the Jaguars. The Texans, nothing. I I don't know. I don't know because the Jaguars are fucking bad too, man. I don't know. But they just have they just heavily invested a lot into not being bad this year. I know. I mean, it was one of those. Honestly, you could throw those ones. You could probably put those teams on a dartboard. I can just close my eyes and throw it. That was that was probably that line had to be completely almost damn near even. I'm sure they they put they put a thirty they put up thirty seven points without Deshaun Watson. That's crazy. Imagine what. The, oh my lord. Yeah, uh, Deshaun's got other, uh, Deshaun's got other bigger uh, fish to fry. Uh, the. Br- now, the Browns-Chiefs game was interesting because for a while the Browns were leading and leading pretty convincingly. Which I was kind of rooting for because, I mean, I, I like I don't mind the Browns. Obviously, yeah, you don't were, probably care for them, but uh, I'd like to see the, the new, you know. Yeah, they were, they were up they were up 22 to, 22 to 10 at halftime, but then yeah. proceeded to get up 23 unanswered points and, <laughs> lost, and, lost, and lost the game. Yeah, in uh, Cleveland-Brown fashion, man, who okay. haven't won a uh, – Home opener in like seventeen plus years I saw. So uh, yeah, it's, have, it's that's how they that's how they start. Like Two thousand four. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I mean they they, but they showed that they can hang in there with a uh, you know with a Super Bowl contending team. So I mean they have nothing to beat themselves up over minus the fact that they had they literally had the lead. Um, they just kind of choked it away. But um, good things on the horizon for that team. They're gonna be fun to watch coming down the stretch. Um. I mean, Kansas City kind of just doing what they've been doing, so it's not come not not much of a surprise. I mean, I probably would have picked Kansas City if I was if I was a betting man. I probably would have went Kansas City. I was probably I would be rooting for Cleveland, obviously, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Then we got uh, Denver at New York. The Giants. I mean, of course, the and, uh, another another shit like another shit show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the uh, New York Football Giants fell yesterday. <sighs> man. They're bad too. Yeah, they are really bad. Isn't it? New York has a bad, bad football teams, man, right now. Yeah, but New York, do not. Oh my God, Daniel Jones was the leading rusher for this team. That's when you know it's bad, man. When you yes, don't even have Bart. Because I remember, like, somebody else picked Barkley in a fantasy have, league because I was going to take him. You have and, Barkley yeah. though. Barkley has held at twenty-six yards on ten carries. With Denver. With That's Denver. <laughs> Yeah, so what are you going to do when you play a, like an actual defense defense, you know, like the top 10 contending defense? That's, whew, it's okay, rough. We'll, we'll, we'll see what the Giants have next week. Uh, and uh, Sunday night game, the NFC East clean, not the NFC East, NFC North clean sweep all L's across, L's, L's across the board because oh, the Rams yeah. just bears got buried on the Bears. 
Yeah, um, they definitely need to. They need to definitely start Fields. Uh, Dalton looked like shit. Here, here's, here's the thing. Dal- did Dalton look like shit? Absolutely. But, oh, for sure. But like, he, you know why you don't start? You know why you, they didn't start Fields in this game? Uh, Aaron Donald. That's why. I mean, you, just I mean, you, you let be a little Dal- bit you fat. let Dalton huh? get killed by Aaron Donald. You save Fields for save Fields for the truly terrible defenses. Yeah, but I mean, you still got to get him used to playing good defenses. I mean, to me, it's like just stack double, double team, triple team, whatever you have to do to get field some comfort. That's a shitty way to debut. <laughs> just... It is, but I'm saying, like, honestly, you have a better. Sh- this guy puts you in a better spot to win a game. Like, if you're no, worried does. about like starting off on a good foot, this guy's the, this guy's the future words, of the. How did those words taste coming out of your mouth? It's awful because I fucking hate Ohio State. So <laughs> to say that is, I'm I'm crying inside right now. But feels it's fucking feels, uh, looks great. He does. I mean, he looks good. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, if I, you know, if if anything that they've produced more than Michigan, obviously in the coming out of the drafts or I mean quarterbacks, I don't think they're they never really. And I've said it before, so you can't sit there and say, oh well, you never said that. They never uh, they never produce in the NFL though. The quarterbacks that they have, like Troy Smith, Haskins, and all those guys that they've had. Uh, I mean, they've put up mind-blowing numbers in college but it doesn't transfer over to um the nfl fields i think might be the exception here i think uh, i don't know it just depends i obviously haven't seen him in so we'll, we'll make that decision I mean, Bear, yeah. bears fans are all praying fields fields the oh answer. absolutely Especially i guarantee you paul they gave up a king's ransom to, to draft him oh paul denuzio i'm sure was uh mf in the fucking tv too yeah oh my God. poor all, <sighs> po- poor poor bears fans Oh man, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, but you know, I've been on, I've been on the flip side of that, man. I've been on the shitty 49ers uh, years, so I mean, it happens. It sucks when you're on that, and it sucks when it's like more than one or two years on a road. You know what I mean? When you're like, like you know, per, uh, you know, annually a bad team. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, and as of right now, I mean, the Baltimore, uh, Las Vegas. I almost said Oakland. Baltimore Vegas game is still going on right now. Baltimore, as of right now, is up. 14 to 7 with one one oh seven left in the half. Uh, now personally for me I would have picked I would have picked Baltimore in this one. And that's because I just don't I don't try don't trust that Oakland defense. What about you, Russ? Yeah, I mean I obviously would have taken Baltimore uh, as well. Um, just because, you know, obviously our fantasy quarterback is Lamar Jackson and just I mean, just to see what they've done obviously with Lamar at the helm. It's kind of a no brainer to pick also, them over the uh it's not as big a no-brainer as it used to be because they have Ravens have been plagued. They like this year 49 They had just been plagued by Andrew before the season even started. Well, this is if you play the running back position for Baltimore. Yeah, but yeah, so they they've had like four or five <laughs> different, different players with a with a knee injury because J.K. Dobbins uh, tore his ACL before before the season. Gus Edwards tore his ACL before the season. Marcus Peters, they're all pro corner tore his ACL before the season. Dobbins, another Buckeye. They're everywhere. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, so we'll see how that goes. And looking ahead to next week, uh, Thursday nights. oh, I, lo- I love this matchup because we have another game. It's and it's some NFC East on NFC East action. The oh Giants boy. versus the football team. Ugh. I'm, yeah. going, I'm going football team on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go football team, too, even without the bearded wonder. Uh, he's out now, too, yes, uh, for like Ryan, six Ryan to eight weeks. Patrick is also out for the season. Not for the season, but yeah. for a couple of weeks. Uh, pushing uh, Alex Smith out to retire doesn't look so – doesn't uh, hit yourself in the head now, huh, guys? Yep. Have fun with Taylor Heineke. 
Yeah. Well, you know what, though? He did show promise in that one game that he was in, though, against what? Pittsburgh, wasn't he? No. Uh, Tampa Bay. Who was it against? Oh, Tampa. Yeah. I mean, he looks like – I don't know. I just – it was just one one little glimmer of hope there. But, uh, yeah, I, I still, I'm still going to go Washington on this one, though. New York's awful. Uh, then we go to we go Sunday. Got the Raiders versus the Steelers. I'm, of course, picking the Steelers. Yeah, I'll I'll ride in that with you. Yeah, I just think I think that, I think that defense is suffocating. I also think the Raiders' defense is just not very good, which hopefully gives some ground to you know get get the offense on track because they didn't look very didn't look too hot last week. Uh, but you never but you never know though because they're were they playing at in Pittsburgh? Uh, yeah. So don't uh, count Raiders out because they they can they they're known for some upsets when they when they play on the road. I, I, I but I, I I would comfortably pick Pittsburgh in this, but don't be surprised if this is like the upset of the week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Bengals versus the Bears. I cannot believe one of these. I can't Ooh. believe the Bengals are one and zero and the Bears are zero and one. I'm going the Bears. I'm gonna go the Bears too. Uh, I just don't. I don't think, I think Cincinnati's that I good. Think I think this uh, would be this would be yeah. a good opportunity to start Fields. For sure, this is what really um, I, I'm. I would be comfortable in taking the Bears on this one. Uh, Texans versus the Browns. The te- again, a team that is one and over is zero and one, and it's not the Browns that are one and zero. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I pick. Look, te- Texans, you had your good week, but the Browns, the Browns are gonna kick your ass. Yeah, Cleveland returns to form. Although, I think this week for sure. Nothing would make me happier than the Texans winning this game. Oh, I mean, for uh, obviously for one of your division, uh, yeah, having your you know division team losing, but I think Cleveland should win this handily. Yeah, we got the Rams versus the Colts. I'm I'm betting on the Rams. Matthew Stafford looks really good right now. I'm praying for the Colts because obviously another division, but uh, yeah, I think the Rams probably win this one. Uh, Bills versus Dolphins. Uh, that's a toss up, actually. I'd probably lean towards Bills if they wake up. I'll uh, I'll go Miami for my wife because she's a big Dolphins fan. So I'll I'll go ahead and uh, Miami played well enough to beat New oh, England. Yeah, we did talk about the Miami, Miami beating the Patriots. Yeah, I mean I, they played well enough to to win. Um, I think that was just a really you know one of those smash mouth football games. But uh, yeah, I think Miami can beat Buffalo. Then we got uh, speaking of the Patriots, we got the Patriots versus the Jets. <laughs> Well, the Patriots get their first win of the season. I'm going to go New England. Two recently drafted rookies buying for their first win, first win of their careers. Uh, I'm. This should be this should be easy. Uh, You're going to go we're tie. Going, we're going all the, we're going the whole team around. I'm betting on Big Mac Jones over Zach Wilson. You're not going for the tie. <laughs> if this game ties. <laughs> if we... three three that'd final. Be the, that'd be the, that'd be the greatest. But yeah, I'm I'm, nah, I'm, 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 I'm going to pass. Yeah. Uh, 49ers versus Eagles, which the Eagles' offense looked pretty high high flying this past week. I mean, again, they played a I think a shit Atlanta yeah, team. I think it's a fluke. Atlanta's They're grounded. Awful. Yeah. Uh, go, uh, gonna go my Niners. Yeah, I know you're. It's, I'm, I'm betting on <laughs> Niners too, but it's gonna matter. It's gonna depend on how how many Niners can stay healthy for the next week. Uh, this is like fucking. I had PTSD going into watching that game against the Lions. I'm like, oh, really? We we can't stay healthy. I'm like, this is awful. You gotta you gotta fire the the conditioning people, man. It's horseshit. The strength conditioning coaches. Jeez, fire, oh man, are, are they not conditioning? Is that the whole thing? <laughs> uh, we got the Saints versus the Panthers. I will bet. I would comfortably bet on the Saints for this match. I will bet on the Saints based on what I saw against uh, Green Bay. Even if they play half as well as they did against Green Bay, I still think that's enough to get the job done. I'm going to go Saints. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Broncos versus Jags. I think this, this one's a toss-up. I'm leaning slightly towards the Broncos. I'm going to go Broncos just based on, you know, yeah, I'm just going to go with the Broncos on this one. Jags, I don't think are, yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to say no. Uh, Vikings versus Cardinals. If they play like they did against Tennessee, I'm, I'm betting on Cardinals. Yeah, I'm going to go Cardinals. I feel comfortable with them just because offensively on the side of the ball. And then against it's, defensively, they only gave up 13 points. So if, uh, if the Vikings Kirk Cousins, defense is this terrible again, it can I mean, get ugly. Yeah, it, it's time to move on from Kirk Cousins. It, it, it's been time to move on from Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, a lot of loyalty there, man. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, Arizona wins this one pretty handedly, too. You got the Falcons versus the Buccaneers. I'm comfortably betting on the Buccaneers. Uh, TB12, he's going to throw up four or five touchdowns again because Atlanta's really bad. If the, if the Atlanta defense is this awful again, then yeah, it could, could be a very rough day for Matty Ice and everybody else. Uh, maybe I will. Maybe I should start Gronk then. Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Gronk, Gronk over Kittle? Let's see. The Falcons defense versus the Viking. Ooh. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. The Eagles defense. Um, I don't know. I let 29 points on the bench, but I mean, if you're a gambling man, you're gonna take Kittle all day, man. That's yeah. I mean, that, that, that's it, it's a, it's a smarter bet for Kittle. Yeah, yeah. But second, don't be surprised if Gronk throws up some stats and I'm second, uh, hitting myself in the head. Second, second best tight end in the entire in, in football right now. So yeah, I would I would kind of bet I would kind of bet on Kittle. Debatable. No, Kelsey's better than he's Kelsey. Debatable. He is not better than Kelsey. <laughs> Oh my God! I've you've I've seen things. Okay, I'm not gonna well, man, for another time. I, like, I, I I'm I, I'm gonna I go like, Kittle. I like Kittle, but he's not better. Than <laughs> All right, next next football matchup. Uh, Cowboys <laughs> versus the Chargers. I I'm be, I'm betting on the Chargers because I I just don't like the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm gonna go Cowboys because I hate the Cowboys though, but uh, I think they get it together, get their W. Yeah, I mean it, it is gonna be a toss up. I think that you're dealing two young quarterbacks. Yeah, uh, the defense with the Cowboys looks extremely sus, which I think if if it is, Justin Herbert can pick that apart, no problem. Uh, yeah, the Chargers defense looks surprisingly stout against Washington. Yeah, we'll I mean, again, it's Washington. I mean, but yeah, yeah, we'll see how they hold against uh, the Chargers. I would seriously love it if the Chargers won this. Uh, yeah, Titans versus Seahawks. This is going to be a good one. I think I think people have figured out the Titans by now. You can stop Derrick Henry. You can stop that offense. Uh, Unfortunately, because I have him as my running back. The thing is, sad, the, Seahawks, sad face. the Seahawks defense has been bad for a while. Yeah, uh, they have it since the Legion of Boom. I think they've been pretty, pretty uh, subpar. Yeah, so uh, I'm betting up. It's tough for this one. I would lean slightly towards the Seahawks, but the Titans was won't, won't surprise me. I hate the Seahawks, obviously, division. Uh, I'm going to go with Seattle anyway, though, because I just think overall, offensively, I think Russell Wilson just does more. He has more weapons than uh, Tannehill. So, yeah, I'll go. I, I want Tennessee to win, but I'm going to go Seattle. Uh, so you got Saints. I'm sorry, not Saints. Uh, Chiefs versus Ravens Sunday night. Uh, I'm betting on the Chiefs. Although we, we saw, we saw this, this movie last year. It didn't, yeah. it didn't pan out very well. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm still yeah. Chiefs. I'm gonna go Baltimore. Uh, just think that um, it's gonna be one of those slugfest matchups, which I'm looking my lips at because that's gonna be great for our fantasy football production. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go Baltimore. I think it's gonna be one of those 45-38 type of uh, shooter games like that. We'll see what happens. 
And then Monday night game uh, is the NFC North bout. Lions versus the Packers. Now, look, the Packers may have had a rough start, but, but consolation prize, they get to beat up on their little brother. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm betting, I'm betting on uh, the Packers on this one. Yeah, I probably would go Green Bay, although I always – I don't – like I, I kind of always underdog uh, root for uh, Detroit just because. Like I liked Stafford back when he played. But, um, but yeah, I, I, but I do think uh, Green Bay is going to win this one pretty handedly. Anyways, that's it. that's it for football talk. We now move on to our trailer talk, which uh, got a lot of things to talk about today. Uh, first of which is the trailer for The Guilty. So The Guilty is a Netflix film. It's directed by Anton Fuqua. Uh, and it is about a, 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 a detective who's demoted to a 911 operator. Uh, he scrambles to save a distressed caller during a just a really, really stress, stressful day. Stars Jake Hall, directed by Anton Fuqua. Again, dropping for Netflix. Uh, Russell, what did you think of the trailer for The Guilty? Really liked it. Uh, obviously, a big fan of Jake Hall. It's not a secret. Um, I think it looks really fantastic. I think it, the, it, it's one of those, you're on the edge of your seat, um, and you kind of want to understand what's, it's not what you think it is. There's more to the story. Like the trailer, uh, just it really, like, it, it tells you that in words. There's more to the story. So I'm kind of curious what exactly is happening. But yeah, it looks fantastic. I think it looks really good. I'm also very curious how much of this is like Jill, just Jill and Hall on the phone. Uh, Jill and Hall being a cop that has a short temper. I think we've seen that in numerous uh, films. Uh, hint, hint, coming up too. But uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that Jalen Hall. I think Jalen Hall is a great actor. I like Fuqua as a director. Yeah, uh, I think he shot this like during pandemic, which would make a lot of sense considering he's not like surrounded by money for very many people. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean again, it. They made that effective in phone booth, which is one location. You know what I mean? So yeah, this this should be pretty good. Though. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, uh, the separate release on Netflix, like I said on Netflix, uh, September twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. Next trailer we're talking about is for Belfast. So Belfast is an upcoming film. was directed by Kenneth Branagh. Uh, it stars uh, Judi Dench, Jamie Dornan, Kieran Hines, and is basically a coming-of-age story about a boy, uh, you know, in, in Belfast in the nineteen in the nineteen sixties. And this very much feels like Kenneth Branagh's Roma. I was just gonna say I totally got Roma vibes on this one, yeah, so I'm glad we were on the same page with yeah, that. It, just, it feels like Irish Roma. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Potato Roma. <laughs> Potato Roma. <laughs> yeah. Drunk Roma. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer yeah. for Belfast? I mean, I liked it. I liked Roma, so <laughs> I, this this one looks pretty good, though. Uh, Jamie Dornan getting some serious acting, uh, getting some good gigs here, good so uh, yeah. Good for him, dude. Dude, Lord yeah. knows that dude deserves it. For sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Judy Dench, obviously, he's been, he's been in a lot of the Kenneth Branagh movies. She loves that stuff, man. She loves those period pieces. Yeah, she does. Uh, and yeah, this is set for a release on uh, November 12th, 2021. Next show we're talking about is for Come On, Come On. This is the uh, latest film from director Mike Mills. He's the same guy who did uh, 20th Century Women. He did Beginners, and now he did, he's doing this film. Um, basically about a young man and his, and his nephew who forge a uh, tenuous but transformational relationship when they're unexpectedly thrown together. Uh, stars Joaquin Phoenix in his first film since his Oscar win. Alongside uh, Gabby Hoffman, Scoop McNary, uh, and, a, and a bunch of uh, more lesser-known actors. Russell, what's what the trailer for Come On, Come On? 
Liked it. It was your typical A24, something kind of different outside the box. But Joaquin Phoenix, obviously, post-Oscar win. Um, kind of curious to see what he's got in the tank here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it looks good. I mean, I think it looks it's interesting enough. Yeah, this, uh, this isn't his first A24 film, is it? I don't think so. I know, because th- uh, don't worry, he won't get along. Don't get worry, he won't get foot. far I on think, foot, right? I think Was he, it A24? I think so. Or no. And the, and the one where he has, um, where he's... Um, you were never really here. Uh, you were never really here. Wasn't it A24? I'm pretty sh- I'm fairly positive that was. No, it wasn't, actually. Holy shit. What, was the far on foot one? or? No, no, no. Uh, you were never really here. It wasn't A24, which is a No shit. Point. Which it completely felt like it. Yeah. I wonder if Don't Worry won't get far on foot. Well, I don't know. Just I'm just throwing out two ones that I thought for sure would, I mean, have the A24 vibes. Uh, no. Really? So this might be his first, uh, really, this might be his first A24. Let me check. That, 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 that can't be right. <laughs> This is somebody you have to have in an A24 film, like, oh my, you God. know what I mean? Oh my Yesterday, God, it is. is it really? Yeah, interesting, huh? Yeah, but you know, he's already working on another movie. He's already going to be in Dis- Disappointment Boulevard, the uh, Ari Aster movies. He's already got his next one lined up. Uh, and yeah, uh, come on, come on. I think I think it was interesting. I like, I like my Mills, Mike Mills, the filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, the set for a release on actually it doesn't it doesn't have a U.S. release as of yet. It's premiering. Yeah, it just it just said coming uh, soon. Yeah, premiere Telluride on the second. Wonder, wonder okay. How reviewed. Uh, nowhere on that yet, but yeah, uh, should release. I would assume later this fall or the spring of next year. Beginning, yeah, that, that would make sense. That's generally how these things go. Uh, next show we're talking about is for one of our most anticipated movies this year. It's Don't Look Up. So Don't Look Up is an upcoming sci-fi black comedy. Uh, we've talked about it a bunch, but it's basically a story about two, ash, uh, two astronomers who go on this giant media tour to warn the people of Earth of an, up, of an oncoming comet. Uh, directed by Adam McKay and written by Adam McKay. And it stars an ensemble cast that includes, we talked about this a lot, but we're going to say it again. You got DiCaprio. Stacked. You got Jennifer Lawrence. You got Rob Morgan. You got Jonah Hill. You got Meryl Streep. Tyler Perry. Ron TP Perl, Money. Timothy Chalamet. Ariana Grande. <laughs> Kid Cuddy, credited by his Christian name. That's how you know this is serious business. Kate Blanchett. Uh, as you just walked on the trailer, also hiding around in there somewhere. Matthew Perry. Chris Evans. Gina Gershon's in there somewhere. Melanie Linsky's in this movie. Uh, yeah, so Russell, what did you think of the trailer for Don't Worry, Here Won't Get Far On? Uh, I'm sorry, not that. What did you think of the trailer for Don't Look Up? <laughs> See, I got that in your head. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I think it looked really good. I'm always looking forward to uh, anything Leo does, and this it has a star-studded cast. I mean, we've talked about it before. Um, it gives you just enough to see what you're going to get. I like the... Uh, the comedic aspect of it with Jonah Hill and and Leo's character, so this should be pretty fun. Looking forward to it. I think it looks good. Yeah, great. I mean, I mean, starts with the DiCaprio doing is uh, breathing acting, which stop it. He, you, th- you think <coughs> you think he would have learned from Matthew McConaughey? You think he would have learned something? <laughs> come on, I mean, like, come on, you got to pound your chest a little bit, do that humming, you're fine. <laughs> but no, yeah, like as soon as I looked at Happy Breathing, I was like, "Oh God, please stop, please stop." Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, like, like I, I like Adam McKay, despite yeah. the fact that I wasn't the biggest fan of Vice. Uh, I still think I think the biggest short's really good. I think some of his comedies are a one. Again, I love Anchorman. I love Ricky Bobby. The other guy, I think, is hilarious. Yeah. Not a big Step Brothers guy. I know you're not. I saw that you tweeted something about that. I do think it's completely. I, I do think it's a little overhyped, though, for sure. 
I heard it gets better the more you watch, which I really want. I really want to test at some point, but it's good. I mean, it's fun. I mean, there's a lot of funny. I think uh, uh, watch him call his character uh, Dobek. Uh, oh, what the hell's his name? Jenkins. Richard Jenkins. Oh, Richard I think Jenkins. his character. His, I think funny. his character. The parents hilarious. are funny. One of the best ones in our. Yeah, him, him and Mary Steenburgen are the, uh, like the two funniest Tremendous. things in that movie, which is bizarre. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's, I think it looks really good. Uh, definitely looking to be a big Oscar contender for Netflix. This might be the like oh, every yeah. year they have like their one big movie that they promote to the Academy. Yeah, I feel like this could be yeah. it. This is the Roma. You know, you had Marriage Story, you yeah, had story, Roma. You had I think I, this whole Irishman. Irishman, yeah, this will this will fall soon. I mean, how how do you not with that that cast? I mean, come yeah, on, with that cast and a director who's already won an Oscar. Yeah, granted yeah. for writing, but There's... he still won. He still won. Yeah, I'm very curious. What was what was their what was their uh, uh, Oscar movie last year? I can't remember what it was. Do you remember? Who's? Uh, well, Netflix? Netflix Marriage Story. Wasn't it? No, no, that was the year before. That was the same year as Irishman. Oh, wait a minute. So, wait, you're talking about last year's. Um, what did they have? Oh, Lord. Oh, they had. Uh, Mank. That was it. Um, it was Mank. 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 That's right. Mank and. Uh, Chicago Well, yeah, they. Chicago, the trial of Chicago 7, right? Yeah, they usually have like one or two big ones. I feel like this could be one of their big ones for the year. Oh, for sure. Yep, and uh, next show we're talking about is for this is one that actually dropped recently. Uh, this deck dropped out today, actually. Uh, it's for the Hawkeye show. Yeah, uh, we got our first look at the Disney Plus series Hawkeye. This will be the first. This will be the spinoff sync solo adventure for the Clint Barton, played by Jeremy Renner in the, in the MCU. Jeremy Renner is, of course, returning to reprise his role. In which case, it's after the snap and he to end. Him basically confronting his past as Ronan, and that's where he meets his new underling, someone who's really uh, kind of idolizing Kate Bishop, played by Haley Seinfeld, who in the comics did at one point become Hawkeye after he kind of retired. Um, mm-hmm. Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Hawkeye? I liked it. I, I really did. I dug it. Um, I like the uh, Christmas vibe to it because it's coming out around Christmas time, uh, back well, end yeah, of November. It, so I think I, I I like that whole idea. It'll be out uh, by Christmas. Like well, it'll. Oh yeah, it'll be out by like a month. Yeah, it'll. Before, yeah. It, it's it's at premiere on November twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. It's gonna be six episodes, yeah. so it'll finish right before New Year's. Which I like. I'm totally down for that. I always like holiday film. I'm a stupid like that, but uh, yeah, no, I'm totally on board. And I I always like Hawkeye's character, so this will be kind of fun to. See his uh, story after the snap. Yeah, no, I think that it's. Gonna, I think it's gonna be fun to see. You know, what what he what he was doing. I I, I always like Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, and I, I like I like Renner in general. I think he's a good actor. Yeah, I was, he's a tremendous actor. I think uh, Hurt Locker was really my first taste of. I think uh, Renner. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it looks fun. I like this. It's Christmas, it's Christmas theme, which you know Peter's got a massive heart on for. Well, he's a big Christmas guy. He is a big Christmas guy. Oh, uh, Lord. Christmas in New York, dude. I don't Christmas, know if he's going to be able to handle it. New York. And oh, it's, it's done. You, th- you, you, <laughs> throw, you throw a musical number in there, which there is a musical Uh-oh. in here. There's apparently he, a Steve Rogers musical. He's going to, yeah, and it's 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 kind of like paying homage to Hamilton, so he's going to probably need some tissues and cream, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> we love you, PJ, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, Hawkeye uh, set to be the... Was it one division? So one division, Winter Soldier, Captain Bucky. Captain America, yeah, or uh, Winter Soldier, Bucky, or so this, whatever this, the hell it was. This would be the fifth MCU series, and I think what's, I think what's interesting about this fact, like we, d- I, don't, I don't feel burnt out on these shows. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've only completed one of them. I think I've only done one division. I haven't seen, I haven't done uh, 
Winter Soldier yet. I haven't seen Loki. Uh, what the hell's the other one? Uh, what If, which is on right now. Which I saw. I mean, it does look really, really cool. It doesn't it follow like a different story each. Yeah, well, like the whole thing is like it's it's an it's an animated anthology, so it's <clears throat> it's yeah. basically just like people like it's take them look like hey, you know, we what if this like one change happened in the universe? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, got to get to them. I just yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this one is <laughs> set for a release on. Uh, it's it's the episodes will start airing on November twenty fourth, twenty twenty one, and will be a weekly weekly dropping on Wednesdays. Um and the last show we're talking about is for a movie that I never thought we'd I never thought we'd ever see. But here we Yeah, are. I mean we're doing it. Uh this is we had the first trailer for the Matrix Revel- Resurrections. Which I saw today funny. Uh, I went and saw uh, Malignant and uh, this was playing. Oh you saw it too? Yeah, uh, not that good. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second, but we'll not watch Yeah, we'll we'll, we we'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is the fourth installment in the Matrix franchise, which is, I think, like, rumored forever. I remember, I think it was, like, ten years ago. Uh, oh, it was, I mean, they, they, they attached so many, it was, it was a long time. Yeah, I think, I think there was one, like, one point where Keanu was saying they get, he got finished scripts for both Matrix 4 and 5. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is the, our first look at the latest installment in the Matrix franchise. Uh, so yeah, uh, in the show you find out, well, spoiler, if you don't want to know anything about it, Find out that Neo is somehow alive. Yeah, he's gone back. What? Being, he's gone back to being Thomas Anderson, or John, or John Wick. I, I don't know. I don't know what he is. Yeah, and has he been neuralized by the Men in Black? Because I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. He's back. He has no memory of what happened. He's been back uh-huh. in the Matrix. Trinity's alive somehow. Uh, just because, yeah. Just, just, just because. Yeah. Carrie Ann Moss was, was available. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, we see that uh, Tom, no, Neo, now Thomas Anderson is basically going about his things. Has a very, very bad case of ED. It's a lot of blue pills. Uh, yes, lots, lots of pills. Very bad trip this guy's going on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he then goes on the same journey where he sees the white rabbit, journeys out of the magic, sees that his reality might not be what he expected, meets a meet the black dude with sunglasses who is maybe more totally, I mean, totally like, Morpheus. It's either Morpheus or some, or like a massive coincidence because like yeah, I got Abdul Mateen uh, II, who looks, acts, and sounds exactly like Morpheus, and knows kung fu. And I mean, come on, fu, it's so, pretty yeah, pretty yeah, solid until, on yeah, that. Until until, uh, until told otherwise, I'm just saying that's Morpheus. Oh, I'm absolutely convinced. Um, also, shout out Jefferson Airplane, White Rabbit, love the song. Uh, perfect song for the uh, trailer. No, it is. Yeah. Uh, so we yeah. we do see that the color green has stopped ruling the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, so that this is, this is the tra- latest trailer for The Matrix, uh, directed by one half of the Wachowskis, only Lana this time around. Um, yeah. Russell, what do you think of the trailer for The Matrix Resurrections? Because didn't did we review the first Matrix? I dug it. I, we we did. I dug it. Uh, I totally dug it. I'm I'm glad we're getting back into this, um, especially after the third one. You and I obviously hate. I think it's the worst of the uh, three. Oh, uh, easily. easily, easily, completely easily. Um, so it'll be nice to kind of see. I'm kind of curious how they're going to explain all this shit. You know what I mean? There's a lot of like, what the hell's going on? You know what I mean? I thought we clear cut this at the end of uh, Revelations, so it's going to be weird. Yeah, uh, it's it seemed like there. Well, I mean, spoiler for for the end of uh, Revelations, it ended with Neo's conscious being absorbed into the machines, into the into the machine. The, so we can destroy um, Agent Smith and Zion, and Zion be safe. Yeah, I don't know how exactly this works, but 
But how are we going to get that back? Like, I don't know. It's like, ah, it's it's, it's pretty definite. Lots of work. I don't know how we're going to do this. Like I said, and then Trinity, I I think, was pretty much dead. Oh, Trinity died twice in that franchise. Yeah, so uh, she, I mean, she's a badass. You had to bring her back. I mean, why even kill her off, though? You know what I mean? If you want to obviously keep her, just keep her alive. A lot of questions, but I will say, someone who, like, I I like the first Matrix, and I'm not, like, overly obsessed with the first Matrix. Uh, I think that this looked interesting. Oh, and I I love the the vibe, the feel of it. it feels just like the you know the '99 Matrix. Uh, I mean, I I love the Matrix. It was a pretty great film. '99 was so stacked. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I always always enjoy the Matrix. I'll you know watch it when I can. But um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to going back though. This will be yeah, fun. And, like, I'm, I'm, I was surprised at like, even staying in this year because we hadn't seen we hadn't seen anything from this movie. No, and the other thing is, it's it's also coming out on HBO Max too, which is I think is going to hurt that a little bit. Yeah, it's it's the although in reality, I think this could honestly be the biggest premiere on Max since I I think this could honestly top Mortal Kombat as their most watched premiere. Which I'm still fucking absolutely mind blown how Justice League didn't get that. I'm I'm really mind blown, but I, I might be butthurt, slightly butthurt about it. But uh, I'm more mind- runtime. That's how. What's that? The four hour runtime, maybe I don't know. I don't know. But I did buy it on Blu-ray, so they could suck one. Yeah, uh, so it's on Blu-ray already? What's that? Oh, yeah, Justice League's already out. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Thanks for the reminder to not buy it, but that's... Oh, man, you're so mean. Uh, yeah, so... Oh, I didn't know there, I didn't know there was an ad tier of HBO Max. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, this is this is such a debut on... Yeah, this is why I'm surprised with they waited this long and surprised it's even coming out this year at all. Because it's set for a release on December twenty second of this year. So it's like wow, a- yeah, it's super close to yeah, because it's a twelve twenty two twenty one release. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a couple days just, before Christmas. There were- we just saw the first trailer three months before the week of that. Just like shit, put it out, just go, dude. dude the hype's real though, man. I think like people that have grew up like obviously I was in my teenage years. You were obviously a lot. Well, you were you were super young. You wow, no, you were God. You were what? What year were you born? Ninety seven. Jesus Christ, you were two. Oh my lord, man, this is this is the age gap between us, man. You gotta love it though, because we can really tie in all of our you know movie yeah. experiences. Yeah, sure. uh, I remember seeing this in the theater, and it was like that was a talk, like that was a huge talk of like forever. And '99 was like the Matrix, the Matrix, the Matrix, you know. But uh, yeah, this will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. You're gonna get a lot of people like in the mid 30s pushing 40 here. Um, you'll see a lot of people like that. I think it'll be the the target demographic, obviously, for that. But The Matrix is going to get a, a big following. I mean, they're after, you know, so this will be fun. Looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, and, that's, and that's the last show we're talking about today. And this is, that needs to move on to our, another, our next notorious news. Uh, first thing we're talking about is someone I wanted to, wanted to give a big shout out to because he's generally, well, he, he was one of my favorite actors working, uh, working in general. Uh, we lost a Big star of entertainment, Mr. Michael K. Williams, uh, passed away. Most people recognize him from his work as Omar Little on The Wire. Um, but the dude, the dude was was constantly working. I mean, yeah, he was someone like who, first of all, HBO just loved. He was on The Wire. He was on Boardwalk Empire. He was in um, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, uh, all on HBO. The dude, the dude had like an incredible body of work on on television alone. Uh, For sure. Night of when they see us, uh, Happy Leonard, which is actually a really underrated series. Um, but the two, he was always also one of those guys who just 
he popped up in a lot of movies. That's what I was going to tell you. Yeah, always popped. You recognize him to see the face. You always knew. Usually, I want to say in the majority of the things he popped up, he was always like a bad guy. I always thought. I mean, it's, he got tied cast a lot because he had like yeah. a pretty, pretty noticeable scarf. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it literally went like from the top of his forehead all the way down his face. Yeah. So, yeah, but he used that to his advantage and he started, ended up playing a lot of bad guys. And he did it really well, but he also played like a lot of characters with like, like uh, moral ambiguity, like like in um, The Wire or, no, not Borak, he's, he's pretty much a villain in that one, but the, the dude was an excellent actor. And oh, he, yeah. He was consistently snubbed for Emmys, which, sa- which saddened me. Uh, just because he he really deserved a lot more credit than what he got. I do believe he was de- one of our greatest TV actors of, of the generations, and that's not a disrespect to him, because he clearly loved working on television. Because yeah, he, just, he did he did so much of it. Oh yeah, there's you look at I'm just like thumbing through his uh, filmography right now. There's a ton of stuff on there for uh, for uh, television shows, but like even just like movies, like even like you know movies that you know underrated movies like motherless brooklyn which i really liked yeah, that uh, edward so, norton directed yeah, superfly he was in that yeah he came, he came in incredible hulk because he was he was a huge fan of the wire and he loved yeah. that actor and he loved and he loved my he loved michael and i think that he was just someone who like he brought a lot of gravitas and a lot of prestige to anything he signed on he signed on for for sure i remember from the purge anarchy uh, Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, you. I mean, you definitely can recognize him. I mean, you you recognize him if you see. You know, you see him. You you, you definitely have seen him in multiple bodies of work. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm genuine. This one of the deaths recently that like just genuinely made me sad because I lo- I love this dude so much and. I, yeah, I mean, it's sad. I mean, it it, it sucks that addiction's a problem out there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I think wasn't it a heroin overdose I saw? It was something like that. Some kind of overdose. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's sad, you know. You see, li- like, you know, you see lives taken so soon for you know stuff like that, and it's it's crazy that the people need help that they you know do, do or don't reach out for help. Uh, it, it's sad because they're taken from us way too early. Yeah. So, uh, Michael, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna cherish your work forever. I think you're you were an excellent actor. I loved everything you ever did, and yeah, I'm this one, this one, this one personally hurts. Um. Next thing we're talking about, this is a story that I wanted to get to, that I wanted to include last time. I just I just forgot to put in the notes. Um, but I do want to talk about the No Way Home trailer, which I know, I know we reviewed when it dropped. Um, but I do want to talk about the success that it's, uh, that, that it's had, because I, I believe that as of right now, yeah, uh, as of right now, this is the most viewed trailer of all time. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? I'm, I am dead serious. <sighs> What? That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the, pre- the previous record holder was previous record holder was. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, top. Sorry. Let me let me rephrase. This is the top viewed in the first 24 hours. So, it, but it could very well be the. It could eventually go on to be about the biggest of all time. So, Russell, let me, let me, point, let me paint the picture for you. Yeah. Avengers, Avengers Endgame, the previous record holder, got a total of 289 million views in the first 24 hours just completely crazy spider-man no way home got 355.5 it's crazy so, wow so what i want to talk about is i want to talk about the holy shit wow um i'm sorry just i've just seen that f9 uh was is, is in the top 10 of this list yeah it's weird when you look at that it's like avengers 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 spider-man lion king avengers yeah, well, F9. D- hold on, like D- Disney has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of these spots. 
It's crazy. You know what the you know what the other three are? Well, you had to take a guess. What are the other three most viewed trailers in the first twenty four hours? First twenty four hours trailers. Oh, I mean, more I mean, dust. Uh, I mean, I already gave you one. Spider Man Homecoming. Spider Man No Way Home is the number one. Man, I I don't really think I even would know where to guess. To be honest with you. All right. Well, I'll give you the other two. The other two are It at number six. Really? Yeah. yeah that, that trailer was huge. Was um, I remember. Yeah, I remember. It was pretty big. And surprisingly, F nine of all. Things. That's crazy, F9, yeah. and that's, wow. But anyways, back to Spider-Man No Way Home. What I want to talk about is the fact, I want to talk about the, this, these views in relation to the, the success of the film. Because as of right now, they have not budged. The, they have not budged on release date. It's still coming out, still set for release on December 17th, 2021. Um, now, uh, w- given that there's this much hype around it, how well do you think this is going to do at the box? Or do you think this generally has a shot to be the first billion-dollar movie you've seen since... What, is Joker? Was that the last one? Might have been. It's been a while. Oh, no, Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. <clears throat> I mean, it has, a, it has a shot. I don't know. It just depends on the state of the world. I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I would like to see it transform into that or trans, you know, uh, for over to that. I don't know. Just about, It just really depends. I, I really don't know. There's so much up in the air. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm hoping for it. I mean, obviously, with what you've said, you know what I mean. It definitely is pushing towards that. It could be, it could very well be. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think that. I think that it's interesting to see. Like, I, I haven't seen a movie with this much hype since the pandemic started. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, because I mean, I, I've been seeing movies. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Really, I, I I really think so because there really hasn't been anything with like so much hype because they've been pushing stuff back because F nine had a big hype, and then they pushed it back. Obviously, you know what I mean. So it's kind of hard to to I gauge really that. I believe F nine would have been a billion dollar movie if one before pandemic. No, it absolutely would have been. There's no there's no question about that. For, the the fact that like which I'm still amazed by. It's not taken away that I enjoyed the film, but Free Guy is like literally the number one one number one film of the year. It's completely mind blowing. It's completely crazy. Probably in the states though. In the states, really. I would imagine. I think it's been doing fantastic. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's – that – yeah. I, I Look that up for me. I'm kind of curious because I really think see. that that – That's going to be damn near up there, or if not on the top, domestically. Let's see. 2021 domestic box office. Let's see. What is uh, – I fucking, I fucking hate box office mojo right now. <laughs> I hate, I hate Dr- it so goddamn much. Okay. It's not number one. It's probably it's – Probably okay, where's it? Where's it at? It's it's six. Okay, but what was number one? Uh, well, number one right now is still Black Widow. Oh fuck! I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah so it goes Black Widow, F Nine, Quiet Place Two, Five of Jungle Cruise. Four we'll talk about in a second. Um, uh, and then Jungle uh, Five Jungle Cruise, Free Guy, Free Guy. Although outgrows Godzilla versus Kong, which is amazing to me. But Free Guy has more legs. I think it's been. I think it's been doing well for has weeks. Had, has had incredible legs, which I think is astounding. Where um, where's it at behind what Jungle Cruise? You said at five. Uh, it is eight. It's around like eight million dollars behind Jungle Cruise. So I mean, I think it can top that. It could. Uh, it could. Where are we at on four? Where, where well, the well, fourth we'll, movie? We'll talk about four. We'll talk about four. Is that talk about four right now? Because four uh is Shang Chi and Legend of Ten Rings, okay. which is doing. Okay, here's the thing. I think a lot of people are, are making a lot of misconceptions about the box office of Shang-Chi. 
uh, because people are trying to paint this as like a failure about how you know oh, Disney took a big bet and they lost. Yeah. When you look at it from a certain perspective, it's not doing that bad. No, it's not at all. Yeah. So the so so Shang Chi opened Labor Day weekend. Uh, brought in a grand total of ninety four point six seven million dollars over the four day weekend. It's pretty damn good considering absolutely yeah. shattering the record held by you know what the, you know what held the record for Labor Day weekend openings before this wasn't it Halloween it was Halloween uh, I remember it it's funny it's, it's completely that it, it shows you it's completely random knowledge I have but I remember seeing it somewhere it stuck in my head that's why I know it too see I'm ready for these little these little nuggets here that you try to quiz me on yes yeah so, yeah uh, yeah, uh, sh- yeah uh, shattered the record for held by Halloween. Which was thirty point six million, which made yeah. me think it was like, has like nobody tried to capitalize on Labor Day? Yeah, I mean it's completely that's Rob Zombie's Halloween for the listeners, but yeah, yeah it's crazy. From oh seven, yeah, that's really crazy. Yeah, it's crazy for nobody, sure. Nobody tried to go for that. I like, tried to capitalize on that weekend until this year, but yeah, fourteen no. years at number one, man. You think that's crazy? That is wild to me, but yeah, uh, but yeah. So uh, did that? And you, th- you think you think about it. I mean, granted, it's and so far, globally, it's at two fifty six point five across a two, against a one fifty two million two hundred million dollar budget. Um, it's still pro- profitable yeah, enough. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting there. It's only been out for about two weeks. And I mean, yeah, and, but think about it when it comes out when it releases on, uh, you know, Blu-ray and HD and stuff like that. That's gonna or and, yeah and, and, and or 4K, be, I should say. This would be a fantastic opening if this would be a fantastic opening if it wasn't for pandemic because. I, oh yeah, because I think like, you think about it, like Shang Chi is a character that literally nobody knows about. Yeah, I mean, I was completely I zero idea. So yeah, this would have been a really pleasant surprise for the Marvel uh, fan base, yeah. or non even even non Marvel fan base. It just you know like superhero films. Yeah, I got good reviews, and I think that uh, I think I think the team behind Shang Chi should, should be proud because they're 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 doing really well. They're they're on an upward trajectory. It's outpacing a lot of other Marvel, Marvel movies, like I think it's outpacing Doctor Strange, potentially Black Widow, some other stuff in there too. But I think this, uh, and I, I I think they should be proud of what they're what they're doing so far. You know, bringing an Asian superhero to the mainstream like this in such a way that people but, people are really enjoying. It, it, yeah, but even look at this movie compared, like this movie, and on top of it, with with the success of Black Widow, I mean, you you have nothing to be ashamed about. I mean, there this is during a, a you know a pandemic right now, so those numbers there, the fact that they have two of the top five grossing films of the year, is still pretty fantastic. Yeah, uh, agreed. Uh, or I mean, if you if you count Jungle Cruise, from Disney too, but yeah, you know what I mean. And that's probably doing. Uh, good on streaming, so f- uh, also as well. I would imagine because they did just greenlight for a sequel. Um, something. The next thing I want to talk about is that we are getting a live-action Shira series. Uh, this is following a, a you know Shira warrior princess. No, was a warrior princess. That's yeah, uh, that's Zena. No, you're princess. thinking Zenya. Zena. What the, f- what the what the fuck was Shira show called? Ooh la la, it's She-Ra. Ooh la la, it's She-Ra. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, okay, so was it... What the fuck was this thing called? I know it had a subtitle, God damn it. Uh, oh, was it Princess of Power? Oh, it was always Princess of Power, okay. I was going to say that would sound, yeah. Yeah, no, that, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, She-Ra following is a successful run on Netflix, but She-Ra Princess of Power is getting a live-action show. Here's the, here's the strange part. It is not on Netflix. 
Hmm. Netflix, which housed the entire Shira Prince, the Power Show, is not is not going to be the live action series. Is not going to be on Netflix. The live action series somehow ended up on Amazon. Jeez, man, that's like it's crazy. I don't know what I don't know what happened here. You might as well just put it on Paramount Plus or something. You might as well put it on Paramount Plus. Shit, I mean, because Paramount doesn't tell you what the hell they have. It's a surprise when you go in there. (laughs) Oh my god, you have this. Yeah, it's like a, it's seriously, it's like a it's like a little potpourri box of like no, different no. miscellaneous it, films. It, it, you know it, what I mean? It, it, like you never know what you're gonna get when you open it up. Yeah, no, it's 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 like a oh, it's it's like ordering from like a, like a really bad food restaurant. It doesn't matter what you order. Yeah. Just like okay, I, I, yeah. I guess this is what I got. Yeah, it's like going into where you speak none of the language. You order something, you think you're gonna get something, and you get something completely different. That's yeah, pretty much what Paramount Plus is. Yeah, but. Uh, anyways, so I did. So yeah, I do think that this is a. I think it's a bad move on Netflix part. Period. Just because, I mean, they have been really doubling down on the He-Man with this. Yeah. Because or on on the He-Man property. Yeah. Because you look at like because you know they're doing the Kevin Smith show, which everybody hates, but it's actually actually pretty good. Uh, they got that new. They got that new one. I think they're doing live action stuff on Netflix. Like they are really definitely down on He-Man. Yeah. It makes so no why, sense that they're not going to yeah. down on his sister. <laughs> why wouldn't we continue to make the snowman roll that snow down the hill? Like, I, I it doesn't make any sense. It makes no goddamn sense. I, I do. Uh, the, 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 the more I think about Netflix, the dumber I think they are as a company. And or, or all, all their popular shit, they hurry up and try to wrap up. Yeah, you know, like with like, oh, okay, well, this is last season. You you guys like it? We're gonna. This is probably it here, guys. Yeah, I I don't fully understand it, but. What whatever it's your company? Yeah, I mean, you guys are. I mean, you guys are making banks, so you don't need to listen to us. Sit there and nitpick your uh, your little thing you got going. Yeah. Uh, next piece of news talking about is something I find I have to break today. I find funny is very interesting. Uh, we're actually getting a Secret of Nim series. Uh, this is in the works uh, for Fox uh, for their brand new animation division. It's not going to be Blue Sky anymore. It's going to be a brand new uh, division within. Uh, Disney, Fox, that that whole conglomerate, because it's going to kind of take the place of Blue Sky. Um, so yeah, uh, Russell, did you ever see the original Secret of Nim? I have not. Really? Um, I obviously know you're talking about the animated cartoon. Yeah. Uh, I I know of it. Uh, I, I know some of the stuff. I just don't know. Yeah, I've never seen it though. Okay, well, I well, I do know about this. I I actually love the original uh, okay. Secret of Nim movie, and uh, I think that. There's a lot of potential. I'm very curious to see what. Uh, I'm very, very curious to see like what this actually look like. I like. I do wonder if this would be like a. I would almost like to see like a Lion King esque animated, like realistic animated version of, of like these stories. Because that's like, actually three books. The first movie is only based on the first book, Mrs. Brisbane and, and the Rats and Nim. Um, yeah. But it keeps going into other subsequent novels. There, th- I think there are three in total. Uh, but yeah, I do think there's a lot of mythos, a lot of mythology there to explore, and that the property's just been sitting there. Nobody's been doing anything with it. Yeah, I might as well. I mean, if it's if it's there, you might as well use it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll see what we'll see where that comes out. Uh, next piece of news you're talking about. <laughs> I, I do like legitimately love this story. Uh, we are getting another murder mystery, Russell. Oh boy. <laughs> the geriatric. Because here's why we're getting a murder mystery set in a wealthy retirement community where two of the residents are found dead. They didn't pass away on, they didn't pass away peacefully in the sleep. They passed away under suspicious circumstances. Oh, boy. Isn't that like every day? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like every day in these retirement homes though, seriously? But here's where, the, here's where I think this sounds interesting. 
So this movie is going. This has a cast that includes the following: Morgan Freeman, Danny DeVito, Al Pacino, and Helen Mirren. What? Yeah, uh, okay. Morgan Freeman's gonna play uh, a detective who's called in to investigate. <laughs> uh, like he's he, well, he, not investigate. He's retired, but he's gonna investigate anyway with a former partner played by Danny DeVito. Uh, and like Al Pacino is gonna play like this like drug lord inside the retirement home. Oh my lord! It's written by the guy who uh, written by uh, Tom Gray, who wrote Player Piano, and directed by Taylor Hackford, the guy who did uh, Dolores Claiborne, Devil's Advocate. Wow! Jeez! Uh, I think this sounds hilarious. I, I want to see it, it. It literally sounds too good not to watch. Like too like it, you, yeah. This whole premise is so bizarre. It sounds like intriguing and not. Yeah, you. You'd be stupid not to want to turn that on. Yeah, I mean, th- this sounds like this sounds like the comedic version of Brick. Yeah, that was Brick, it, which was a Brick fantastic was like movie, a, a, by the way. Because like Brick, the, the detective story takes place in a high school. takes place within a high school, and this is the detective story takes place with a bunch. That was high school seniors. These are these are senior citizens. <clears throat> yeah. So I th- wow, cra- I think crazy. And I definitely and I definitely want to watch whenever it comes out. Yeah, absolutely. Something else I'm curious about is Christopher Nolan's next movie. Uh, he is possibly landed on Netflix. I don't remember if I. I think I'm thinking I heard it landed on Netflix, which if it would would surprise me because it would be whole. I just imagine Christopher Nolan just sucking it up and signing his Netflix contract. Yeah, I don't want to do this, <laughs> but I have to do this. Fine. Is it is it Netflix? It's not. It's wait a minute. Oh my god, it is. Oh, that's what that's you're completely backtracking on everything you did with Tenant. Okay, wait. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misspoke. It's not. It it's. Okay. Rumored for Netflix. Again, yeah. If it is, that'd be the, that'd be the that'd be the funniest thing on the planet. Seriously. But anyways, uh, it's gonna set to be a. But this almost doesn't sound like a very Nolan movie. Just and this is gonna be about the creation of the atomic bomb during World War II. And it's gonna follow Alan Oppenheimer, Alan Oppenheimer, who Killian Murphy is a you know Nolan regular, is currently in set to play or currently yeah. in talks to play. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think that this is odd to say the least, just because you look at what he's done in the past, in the past couple of years. He's never really done like a straightforward. I, mean, I guess I guess Dunkirk is kind of a straightforward biopic, but yeah, like not, not really one to know for not really one for personal stories. This Christopher Nolan. I mean, can't be worse than Dunkirk, right? Uh, Interstellar is like a word. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm curious. It is kind of off-putting because I don't know. You're not really thinking about attaching Nolan to this type of project, you know? No, it seems like it's kind of shit Sam Mendes would do. No, Sam, I can Howard. see Mendes completely doing something like that for sure. Or Ron Howard, like somebody who Scorsese would probably do something random like that. He likes period pieces like that too. Yeah, I think this is a very curious choice for Nolan, but you know. Maybe, maybe maybe we're wrong. I've, I've, I found him to be very cold and calculated as a filmmaker, which is sometimes a good thing, but for like a personal story, it doesn't really work. Yeah. So we'll, 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 see, we'll see how that turns out. Again, I would love for this to be on Netflix. Uh, Copy so hilarious. But speaking of streaming movies, another director has recently come out uh, against said streaming movies, and it's not it's not one you would think. Uh, because it was Mrs. Patty Jenkins. Really? <laughs> yeah, she huh. says all the sh- all the films that are streaming services look look. Oh, sorry. All the f- this is her quote. 
all the films that our streaming services are putting out, I'm sorry, they look like fake movies to me. I don't hear about them. I don't read about them. It's not working as a model for establishing uh, legendary greatness. This from the director of Wonder Woman 84. Which which was on a streaming service. Yeah, I don't, which is on I don't a, know. Which was on a streaming service. I mean, it's completely, you're completely talking again. <laughs> you're completely talking against what you, your film did. It's kind of crazy. But it's also just like, I mean, like I think Patty Jenkins is a, is a talented filmmaker, but I've seen streaming movies that are way better than a, than anything she's directed. Oh no, I mean I've seen some really good streaming films. Like I thought Romo was fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, we, there's been a lot out there. You know. Yeah, there, there there are tons of excellent streaming films. I think just dismiss them like this, especially when you made a movie that's like what was last year. Last year that was way worse than most streaming <laughs> movies that came out. Like I, I, just, I just think it's hypocritical, and I don't, I don't think Patty Jenkins should have said this. No, I mean it's kind of stupid when you're, <clears throat> when Wonder Woman eighty four literally did just that. Yeah. Uh, next piece we're talking about, uh, something I, <laughs> something I wanted to highlight because I'm happy for this guy. Uh, Parasite star Park Seo Joon is set to appear in a Marvel movie. Uh, Park Seo Joon was the main kid in Parasite, the son. Yeah. Uh, he is set to. Uh, there's no. Uh, there's no one. Like, this this broke because his rep said he was going to Atlanta to work on a, a Marvel movie. The, now the question was, of course, which one? Yeah. And the the science seems to point to the Marvels, which is filming right now. I think in that same area. I don't know if it's London or Atlanta, but it's film. It's filming somewhere, and that's where he. And that's where he's going. So it looks like he's going there. But bottom line, I do. Th- I do want to highlight this because I do think I do like the story of international actors kind of breaking it big into mainstream American. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah, especially with act. It's like, and he was, he was really good in Parasite. I would really love to see Song Kang, Kang Ho do, you know, more American film. I know he loves his, his Korean cinema, and that's fine. But I would love to see his his fan base, his audience expand. Yeah, into doing some more Americans. I'd like, like Snowpiercer. I thought was, I thought was a great step towards that, and I'd like to see him expand on that. If honestly, all the all the actors that movie expand on, you know, their you know, expand their fan bases. Try 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 try, try some others. Try some stuff here. Yeah, for you, sure. You're all, you're all great actors. I just, I just want to see you. I, I want to see more of you all. Uh, next piece of news to talk about also Disney related. Uh, Disney's the Haunted Mansion reboot is fast is fast going. It's it's, it's going. Uh, it's a thing. <laughs> it's and it's signed on two more. I, I saw in the form of both Owen Wilson wow. and Rosario Dawson. Who Disney is just on the Rosario Dawson train. Yeah, I mean, she's good. I, but I mean, they will put, I get it. They will put that bitch in anything. Oh yeah. Then you got Owen Wilson. Wow. Deservedly so because Rosario Dawson's an excellent actress. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, the haunted mansion is—it's it's, it's a thing. It's like it's happening. Yeah, that's uh, uh, crazy. This, this, this peak of interest a little more than yeah than it did prior. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it can't be as bad as the Eddie Murphy one, right? Uh, you would think so, but don't, 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 I don't know. We'll see what I happens. Say, I don't try yeah, him. yeah, it's far removed enough that we're—I think we're ready for one. Uh, and last we're talking about the uh, the Disney vs. Scarlett Johansson saga continues, and yeah, okay, um, okay. Let me, let me just explain. So, in case you forgot, I imagine you haven't. In case you forgot, Scarlett Johansson has did did is trying to sue Disney 
because she feel like them releasing Disney uh, Black Widow on Disney Plus was a breach of her contract. She's trying to get paid because by doing so, she is getting she losing out on the box office revenue she would have gotten if the movie had gone theatrical. Here's the problem. <laughs> well, not here's the problem. Here's what happened though. Uh, it said that uh, it said it was reported a few days, uh, yeah, a few days ago that Scarlet's reps. Uh, try to negotiate a deal with Disney to give Scott Johansson another hundred million dollars for the movie. No shit. Yeah. So here's wow. Yeah. Uh, here's here's how they how did they come up with that figure? Here's how uh, the calculation is based on what the star would receive if in a hypothetical global box office take of one point two billion dollars. So yeah, this is basically um they're basically saying like okay, you know what this movie would have done. Let's do about let's make a hundred point two billion dollars easily, and we'll just take that 10, back. Ten percent. And that yeah. back, and she would have got a hundred million dollars off of that. That's in yeah. addition to the hundred twenty million dollars salary she got for actually making the movie. I think she's going to be okay with this though. But yeah, uh, so yeah, that's kind of where this whole uh, dispute started, and yeah, um, <laughs> I think yeah. I mean, money's money, man. Money, yeah. Money's money. Look, I've 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 always said, you know, Scar- Scarlet, get 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 your money. Um, hundred million dollars though. That's a that's that's crazy. That's that's buku bucks, man. Yeah, I, I mean, do you think do you think Black Widow would have made one point two billion dollars? <sighs> I really enjoyed it. It's coming out tomorrow on Blu-ray. Uh, I don't know. I really don't. I it. it, it I enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. I don't know. I, I, I don't think. I think it would have been high. It would have been damn close. I don't think it. I don't think it would have crossed it though. I'm very curious. How much? How much did, R, did RDJ for, for Endgame? Oh, RDJ is. I mean, he never literally has to work again. He doesn't. Uh, wow, are you serious? Find out how much they paid him just to do cameos, like in Spider-Man and shit like that. He probably got a ton. Yeah. No, uh... Probably well because they, they had to send his contract to do that shit. Well, yeah, but I'm saying realistically though, his payday for being in what wow. a couple scenes like that's you're a, you're making a ton. Amazing, like RDJ didn't earn that money from making Endgame. Really? He did it. He, he only got seventy five from Endgame. I mean, oh poor RDJ. No, but I'm just <laughs> but you know what I, I know what you're saying though. Yeah, I mean that's crazy, and he's like the heart and soul of that whole entire MCU. Yeah, he really, yeah, he really did. So, uh, I I think that this is slightly insane. Yeah, I mean, I can hear. I would tell that to Owen Wilson what he would say. You know, wow. wow. And the thing is, like, <laughs> right, I, I think this had to get is that in there, going guy. to. I think this is going to make a big press in Hollywood, especially now since we're seeing so many day and day releases uh, become more and more common. Like Halloween, Halloween Kills was announced to do day and day release on Peacock, which. If you use that, good for you. Um, I don't use it, so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so I, I'm, I'm just curious what kind of precedent this is going to set because, yeah, I mean, and it's also said that the Russos were like in negotiations to make another Mar- Marvel movie, uh, but then this happens, so like, like, oh, we, we don't know. We'll see. Yeah, man, I don't know what this does with the whole entire movie and the day and day release stuff. I don't know. Because once, you know, things go up in the upswing with the pandemic and, like, things are getting, you know, better, I guess, you know, I would say, what what what, the, what happens then? Do you kind of, do you still do the day and day? Or do you not? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. We'll, 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 see, we'll see what happens. but Yeah, yeah. it should be interesting. Scott Johansson might be the person to change Hollywood forever. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's bank right there, man. Yeah, really so I, this would be like when they gave her the check, they were probably like, listen, we don't want to hear you fucking bitch ever again. Well, the thing is, they didn't pay her $100 million. Yeah. Yeah, this, this, that's just what she wanted. And then they Oh, they it. haven't done it. I thought you said they actually did no, it. No, 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 no. That's what she wanted, which that's what she asked for before she sued. Oh, dude, that's crazy shit, dude. Yeah, that probably should have laughed her out of the bill, the room. No offense, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you bring up that statistic with RDJ, man. Like, only seventy five. You want a hundred? Yeah. I, I, I just, it's uh, yeah. Strange, but you know. That's crazy. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep track of this. We'll see what happens. Uh, that's gonna do it for uh, notorious. Let me now move on to our review of the week, and that is Prisoners. Now, before we get into that, let's talk, let's talk a little about the director of the month, of uh, director of the month for this, for month September. Yeah. Uh, Denis Villeneuve. So, Denis Villeneuve, uh, you know, he was not, he, he's a director who was born in, uh, he was born in Quebec, he's French-Canadian, uh, and uh, he got into, he got into cinema when he was in college. He studied cinema at the University of Quebec in Montreal, and yeah, that basically like, ignited his passion for film. Uh, he had better shorts in some local film festivals, and then he made his uh, directorial feature August 32nd on Earth, which did debut at Cannes in 1998. Uh, it would be another couple years till, well, not a couple years, but it would be two more years till I got it, another film, Maelstrom, which is another French, another uh, French Canadian made film. Uh, again, got got him, got him a little more industry cred. Uh, it would be another nine years before he released another movie. It was in 2009 with Polytechnique. Uh, that was the one that really kind of that that was first debut at Cannes in 2009. That one, that's the one that really kind of you know ignited his name in the international film circuit. It was it wasn't until the year after that 2010 that he released Incendies, which is where people in America kind of started to take notes of this guy because that was the firm that film that got him a very first Oscar nomination. Period was nominated for best foreign language film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was the entry for. Um, it was the entry for uh, Canada for that year, but it wasn't French, so it did qualify. Uh, yeah, then he then he got his first major, just a minor break with uh, Enemy, which did shoot before this. It came out the year after Prisoner, but it did shoot it did shoot the year before. Uh, but then he got to make then he was signed on to make Prisoners. So the Prisoners was a, it was actually a script that was this was well in the before he even got on the project because this is a it was a thing was on the blacklist. Uh, and there's some t- t- people who are clear that, like Christian Bale, one point is attached to it. DiCaprio, one point is attached to it. Fugol is going to direct it. Brian Singer is going to direct it. But <laughs> we have one man to thank for this movie: Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Oh boy! Yeah, uh, it, he was. He serves as executive producer on this film, and he's ultimately kind of. They they really credit him a lot for ultimately like kickstarting this movie and like, getting getting it made at all. And yeah, know, this was his, this is his first ma- major mainstream film, which was released by Warner Brothers. And this is the movie that really people know is like, oh yeah, this this dude's got the juice. For sure, I mean, this is one of my favorite of uh, it's it's my favorite of his. Oh, well, I mean, kind of spo- it's kind of spoiler for the end of the month, but okay, fine. Well, I mean, this is this is a pawn going rewatch. You know what I mean? Okay, uh, so yeah, I, this has always been my favorite. But yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, this is when set. You know, set critical circles on fire was nominated for a lot of top ten best of the year lists, and the question was, you know, I I I hadn't seen this in a while. I remember really liking it a lot in 2013, but I hadn't seen it in some time. So yeah, it's been a while. It's been since 2013. I saw it when it came out. Yeah, so I'm wondering how it's going to hold up, and 
Yeah, let, 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 let's find out. This is Prisoners. When we start off, we meet our main character. Uh, we meet our main character, Keller Dover, played by Hugh Jackman. He's a family man. He's a Christian. He's a carpenter. <laughs> uh, he's your all-American manly man. He's that guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's thank it's Thanksgiving and they're going over to their friends to their you know friend's house. They live they live they live down the block. Uh, the the, the his, his wife his wife by Maria Bello. The the other neighbors their friends are by Terrence Howard and Viola Davis, and they're just having a nice you know cozy grand old Thanksgiving, which means something's gonna go wrong. Dun, dun, dun. You just you just. Feel you're just like okay, so she was gonna drop. I don't know where, but the shoe was gonna drop. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, now Hugh Jackman has two daughter, two sons. One of which played by Dylan Minnette. Not two sons, two kids. The sons played by Dylan Minnette. Which is crazy. Thirteen reasons why he showed up in so much things. Uh, I even we recently saw Don't Breathe, the first one. Completely yes. crazy how he's he was popping up more as you watch stuff. You know what I mean? He's he's been been out there for a while. Also goosebumps. He's been in a lot. Of yeah. Stuff. He also has his own band too. He does that's right? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, yeah, he ha- he has also also has a daughter, and his daughter wants his friend her friend to go over and you know, help him look for their whistle. He's like, okay, fine. We're only down the street. Just go, just go to the house, look for your thing. Make sure your brother's with you, and come right back. Few 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 hours go by. Uh, the teens are still in the house. Yeah, they're definitely down in the basement watching TV. They're not with the two little girls. Yeah, and uh, we can't find them yet. Both uh, Hugh Jackman and Terrence Howard's daughters are missing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's basically what kickstarts the whole plot. Uh, I mean, which is, I mean, obviously, as a, speaking as a parent, that would probably be one of the worst feelings in the world. Yeah. Um, I think I think the the closest we got to that was in uh, Times Square. We were at the Disney store and back handed off Ella to. She didn't know who she handed her off to. She forgot. And she was like, well, "Where's Ella at?" Ella had no, was with Tage the whole time, but back forgot. And she got. Oh, she's like, "Oh my!" She started freaking out, and then that feeling soaks over you. You know what I mean? I, I I felt that briefly, and I can only imagine what these two are going through. Yeah, uh, we then meet our our, our uh, other main character of the film, Detective Loki, played by. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I got Detective Squints. There's a lot of squinting. A lot and, of squinting. Uh, eye blinking. A lot of squinting. Squinting and eye blinking. Which, which is funny because uh, Gyllenhaal didn't didn't even have to audition for this role. Uh, they had, yeah, because well, yeah. he he had worked with Denis before. They worked with Denis on Enemy. Oh yeah, well he's just, he's fucking fantastic. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you put him in it? And funny thing is, Ryan Gosling initially auditioned for this part, which I think I think would have been a great fit. I mean, it would have been, but I mean, Gyllenhaal brings so much more out of a character, man. I, I, I really, really do, really do think that. Yeah, it's a weird synergy between like Gyllenhaal, Gosling, and Gyllenhaal, Gosling, and uh, Jackman in this film. Or not Gyllenhaal, I'm sorry. Between Gosling, Wahlberg, and Jackman in this film. Because, and here's the reason why. Uh, do you recall a film called The Lovely Bones? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that movie was so bad. It was. But here's the funny thing. It's also about a daughter who goes missing. Yeah, uh, didn't Peter Jackson direct that? He did. Jackman, yeah. uh, D- Jackman was initially offered the role of the dad. He couldn't take a dude scheduling conflicts. Ryan yeah. Gosling took the role of the dad, was fired for, g- for gaining weights for the role. Oh, that's wild. He, he was hanging out with Russell Crowe. He was hanging out with Russell Crowe. 
Uh, damn Pine will get you. Him and uh, Brendan Fraser, you're gonna watch. <laughs> uh, but but he, but he but he he lost all the pie weights, so good so good for him. Pie bodies, we'll call and it. And then Mark Wahlberg took the role. Then you can fast forward to this. Fast forward 2013. Mark Wahlberg producing a movie about a kid who goes missing. Do you want? Ryan do you Gosling. want children to go missing? Is that what you're trying to tell us? <laughs> Ryan Gosling auditions for the role in the movie, doesn't get it, and Hugh Jackman gets to be in the gets to be in the dad who goes missing. He's like, I slimmed down. I stopped eating pie, guys. What the, hell? Pie. What the hell? But you know, oh, Denis De- De- would cast him later, which we'll talk about in a few weeks. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, Michelle also mentioned that there was an RV scene at RV scene at the you know on the street where the kids went missing. Yeah, like an eerily like creepy type RV. Coincidentally, <laughs> that RV just so happens to be at, near the diner where Detective Loki is eating. What? It, what? Come on! What are the odds of this? Why would you really? Yeah, so he pulls him out. So he pulls out the person in the RV, and it's Paul Dano. You you take one look at this guy and you're like he's guilty. Oh, absolutely! But that, that's just I mean Paul Dano's phenomenal uh, actor always has been. Yeah, he, yeah, he really has. Uh, so yeah, they bring him in. and You're like, okay, we got him. Yeah, so kids. I mean, we're done. We're done. Roll credits. Movie over. Why we did there, it. Why are there still two hours left? Yeah, yeah, because this movie's you figure this movie's two thirty, two thirty five. A little over, yeah. It's heavy. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, we see that this is a this is a kid. He's a a a bit of a troubled young man. The name by the name of Alex Jones. Uh, This is his aunt, played by Melissa Leo. Nearly unrecognizable, Melissa Leo. Did not. Oh, you can't you can't recognize her. Uh, Another another really great actress. This this is a star-studded cast, man. Yeah, it really is. Uh, So yeah, uh, it goes on and Jack. um, Keller is distressed, obviously. I mean, his, da- his his daughter's missing. They think they have the guy who did it. And yeah. they just cannot get him to spill anything. Yeah, which, I mean, you're going to start seeing... You won't like Keller when he gets angry. Yeah, which, Hugh Jackman in this film is actually... Fucking phenomenal. This might be his best work outside of Logan. It might be. I'll, I think I'll, go, to, I'll go to bat for that. Yeah, I, I agree. It's because, like, with every scene he's in, you feel his pain. You feel his distress. And that's something that this yeah. movie does very well. Like, like Villeneuve does a good job at showcasing despair in this film. Dis- despair, and I really love the whole entire like that. Uh, you hear that like instrumental womp, womp, building tension and stuff like that too. Yeah. That whole that like, that like you you know what I'm talking about. The sound throughout the whole entire film it builds so much tension in this film. Yeah, I do. He has, he has a good job of doing that. And like Jackman's yeah. Jackman's oh Jack so well. Jackman's phenomenal. I mean, just throughout the whole entire film. Yeah. Uh, Hall is also also great. Like in this next scene where he goes to a house that's suspected to where he, to where they find this, to where he's gonna find these kids. It's oh like, yeah. It's almost like drunk preacher. Yeah, the the priest. Yeah. Yeah. And like I just, I love him. We're just like, I grew up in a boys home. Like you don't like you know how much you know how much I would gear to hurt piece of shit like you. Yeah. Like it's crazy. And I do think like Hall like he like. A lot of things, character choices made with this kid, made with uh, Loki were Jalen Hall's idea, like like all his tattoos, his facial twitches, the fact that he's wearing a Freemason's ring. Yeah, yeah. A lot of these things, like like very vital to his character, show him like, you know, how far he's willing to go for the truth, and like what how how his past has affected like who he's become in the future. Well, even so, and even maybe like reforming his past to the future. You know what I mean? Cleaning your act up, so to speak, to get to where he's at now. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. 
so yeah, the ser- the search is on. Uh, but here's the problem: uh, since they can't pr- prove Alex Jones did anything, they can't legally hold him there. <laughs> so they have. To yeah, they can only hold him for forty eight hours. Yeah, but they but they they still release him early. Yeah. Uh, to which, yeah, uh, Keller is not happy about it. Like, he literally goes down and assaults assaults the guy. And he says something. He, uh, Alex Jones said, "What? What did he say?" Just like they he says about this. He talks about this. Uh, he says, um, oh, "What does he talk?" Uh, they didn't. They they didn't cry until I left them. They didn't cry until I left them. Yeah. 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 So the condition of Paul Dano is this fact that you never really know how much he's telling you is like an act, and how much he's telling you. I can't remember how much how much ways doing is an act well that's the thing but you don't know what to believe because of the fact that they tell you that his iq is that of a 10 year old so you don't know if he's just randomly saying things but he does give you enough breadcrumbs to know that he knows something about it because i think he also sings the uh, bat batman batman when they were singing the batman song yeah that, that's, that's a little bit later but yeah, yeah yeah a little bit later but that's what i'm just trying to say that you just don't know what to believe you know what i mean yeah yeah i yeah, you never really know like what this character knows or what he doesn't, and how how much of this is a facade, how much isn't. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, Japanese still going. The fa- the fam the family is they're they're all in distress, and this is where things kind of where things kind of start get get going. First of which, we see that Alex is walking is walking a dog. Yeah. This to yeah. Strangle the dog. Yeah, like literally, he's hold like Michael Myers style, holding him up. Yeah, but then like breaks character and just like like nothing happened and just starts walking him again. Yeah, well, like, cause, like that, that's like the, like the first time of the first time a serial killer. Yeah, I mean, but also it's telling you that I don't think he's really realizing what he's doing in that instance. Almost, you know what I mean? That he's just like all of a sudden he like snaps out of whatever he was in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, he goes and he, yeah, this, this, this is where they. Here, this is where Keller hears him singing the song the two girls were singing earlier. Yeah, yeah, the bat, bat, yeah. And that just sets him off. Where you're just like, where, like, where is my daughter? <laughs> and 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 listen, Keller's not having any. Of the, he's he's not having any of this shit right now. Well, yeah, cool. we cut to the next day. Now, as mentioned earlier, that <laughs> Keller has this abandoned property that his dad, his dad used to own. Why uh, would I mention that? Hmm. Yeah, and the reason is because <laughs> we, we find out that what oh. happened was. Uh, Jones kidnapped Jones. Uh, the, the Keller kidnapped Jones. Yeah, and he was holding him in his house. The plan is to how convenient him, to torture him until he gives up where their kids are. Oh my god! But I tell you what, wow! Just this whole shit, wow! You know this whole setup. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 crazy because like you go you go to one of the next scenes where like you just see how badly they're beating the shit out of this dude. Oh, like Paul Dano's eye is like so swollen up, like he's been in a boxing ring getting the shit beat out of him. I mean, you feel you almost feel so bad for him too, though. Like that's the thing that Denny I think does really great in this film. You're almost sympathetic to him too, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you feel bad for him because because a human has to go through this shit, and like because he's yeah. And as it goes on, like you're suspicious of him, but like just the just the way they're just like just I mean on this dude. This is more, and I, I think this is a lot more Keller's character, obviously, than uh, than uh, Terrence Howard's character for sure. I think Terrence Howard's more just there. I, I think it's more. It's just obviously Keller's in the driver's seat in this one the whole time. Yeah, like 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 uh, Keller like nearly like breaks his hand with a hammer. <laughs> I mean, dude, 
the, the, but I get it because it's, it's the rage that you would feel as a parent, man. Yeah. Like this is your daughter, and like you feel that this guy literally might be the link between you and your missing child. Yeah, and, and all bets are all bets are off on yeah, that, no, you know. And, and it makes me understand, like when, like when you're in this situation where you feel like this is the only link, like you will you will grasp at anything. No, and I I know I and as dark as as I think about it, it's like I would do the same thing. Like if if that was the straight, if that was the, you know, that's who I thought. Like you, all bets are off on that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, they haven't got anything out of tonight. But there's a candlelit vigil being held in uh, for the for the two girls. But that's where we get uh, suspicious perp number two. Uh, another, another, another uh, suspicious-looking character, Bob Taylor, oh, played in by every movie. <laughs> Creep-ass bastard, played by David <laughs> Dostoevsky. Another good actor. Swear, could make a make a career playing this type of character. Oh, absolutely. He just he has that look to him, man, for sure. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So they. Yeah. So uh, Loki sees him. Uh, he runs away. So you're, you're, you're like, you're like, what, what's, what's going on with, what's going on here? What's going on with this dude? Yeah, something suspicious for sure. Yeah. Uh, you'll see that the cops are also now looking for Alex Jones because his missing, his missing has been reported. Huh. Uh, I wonder. I, w- I wonder who the main suspect would be for yeah, that. Who would be the main suspect in this case? <laughs> for some reason, I mean, they never investigate throughout this whole. How film. about? Yeah, how about the guy that literally assaulted him right outside the police station? Yeah, maybe he's. I, I mean, I'm just. I'm throwing it out there. I'm guessing. Yeah. He might. There, you might want to get him. But anyways, just saying. Uh, Franklin goes home. His wife is waiting for him, and uh, he basically spills the beans. Just like, yeah, yeah we're kind of holding him against his will and torturing him because we think he knows. We do think he knows where our daughter is. But you can tell Franklin doesn't want to do. Like, didn't even want to do that. I think he no. was just kind of. Uh, swayed into it with Keller. I think Franklin's really just breaking down from the the horrendous, you know, beating that that you know Keller. I don't know really how much you don't really see Franklin doing anything, um, but just the the sheer violence of that is really getting to him. It's weighing on him a lot. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so yeah, uh, Franklin's wife, Viola Davis. <laughs> she's like, like she knows it's wrong, but she just, she doesn't want to go to the cop. She wants to go. She wants to appeal again. This is kind of like their approach to this thing. They try to appeal to his better nature. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they go. They, yeah, she goes. She goes to see Paul Dano. His face look. Okay, he looks like he looks like he fought two boxing matches in a row. How <coughs> he looks unrecognizable for sure. He looks awful. Yeah. Face swollen up, blood everywhere. Uh, just you wonder. I mean, if, is this guy like? Is he? Is he gonna? to be dying anytime soon like he, he's like on the verge of death yeah so uh, she uh she unties him pretty ill-advised yeah without letting anybody know that hey i'm gonna untie him but then that then he but then that brings keller to build maybe the harshest form of torture <sighs> that, he, that he, does, he does this kid because what he does is he's like look i can't, I can't be the crap i can't be the chef anymore without possibly killing him yeah. So he what he does is he he puts he rings this shower, covers up the whole shower with like wood with wood paneling, leaves like one yeah. hole just to talk out of, and then yeah. he set up the shower again. He rigged the water here, so the water either comes out like scalding hot or freezing cold or, yeah. or boiling. Oh god, it's awful. Yeah. Oof, I mean, I suck. But you think how twisted 
like he's sticking his shit up though, man. Like this is taking the Kevin McAllister role to another level, I think. No, th- th- this is like Ke- like Keller's in like into some dark shit. But I mean, but again, yeah, it's just it's it's the it's the you know it's just the road you travel down to get your job back. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy how how dark Keller can go. It is, especially like being a man of faith, like he. Is. And that's that's the other thing, yeah. Uh, and um, like <laughs> Franklin and uh, Viola Davis, they make a decision. We're just like, we're not, we're, we're not gonna help Keller, but we're not gonna stop him. Yeah. So they're they're like, okay, yeah, uh, this is our, we're gonna leave, and you do you, but we're not gonna have any part of that type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So they, so we also see that that same that that same night, Bob Taylor, David Dustmalkin's character, he breaks into their house. So you're saying this guy might be suspicious? You're saying he might be suspicious. Okay, all right, let's, let's go. Bob Taylor is a suspect. He's on the list now, guys. Yeah, we, we then get maybe my, my favorite scene of the entire movie. It's the next day where they're trying to track down, like they, like uh, they call in Loki, who's been told that uh, he Keller been out searching for his daughter all day. That's what he tells yeah. his family when he's te- when he's torturing Alex, Alex Jones. When yeah. Really. What, you know, and so Loki has to follow him one day. Keller knows. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, he doesn't know. He gets found out because Loki just stops middle of an intersection. Yeah, it just happens to be walking there. Oh no, because he he he, he tailed him. No, he t- he tailed him, but like yeah, he's, yeah. he's tailing him, and he would have been found out if the car behind him didn't honk. Seriously, if he didn't honk, man. Didn't honk. We just got off the fucking road. And the honking reminds Hugh Jackman. Oh, I got. I should look. Oh, wait a minute. I recognize that. Oh shit. I need to get something to drink. Yeah. Uh, then we get. Then we get my, my favorite scene in the entire film. It's when they're in the car just talking about you know what's going on with the case. And the reason I like it is because it feels, it feels real. Like if you feel like this is how a real parent would react. Because, yeah. I mean, he wants results. He wants his daughter back. But at the same time, like there are procedures. Like there are things that like. He just doesn't have the authority to do. Yeah, I mean, and this is a guy that's completely hurting, obviously, and he doesn't know. He's wrestling with so much emotion that he doesn't know how to, you know what I mean, how to react with it. He doesn't know how to how to deal with it. Do I drink? Do I torture? Do I, you know what I mean? He doesn't, he's wrestling with all these different types of emotions. This guy's probably, you know, in his head. Yes, yeah, so, and yeah, we're just like, all the, the whole time you're telling me you've been finding my, you'd be finding my daughter. Yeah, and it's just like yeah, you 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 feel that. Oh no, you you see how broken down he is. Um, is is that the no? Is that that's not the scene where he just like where again we're talking about Hugh Jackman with like this performance, but where he just like cracks tears like you just see him crack the tears out of his eye. You do see, you see some tears in this one. I think the only thing that's one later where he's identifying clothes. Oh yeah, and just to see that. Oh my god. Yes. The acting. Uh. Yeah, so he's, he's he's still trying to do it. And he, he feels and Keller feels compelled to do what he's doing right now. Yeah, yeah I mean, in his head, he's rationalizing yeah, it. I think he thinks that this next scene where he's talking to he's talking to Alex through the door is just like, "Why are you making me do this? Why are you making me do yeah. this?" Well, yeah, because he doesn't want to do it yet. He's feeling like that impulsive nature to do it. You know what I mean? Because he wants, he really believes that Alex has the answers to where. His daughter and uh, Franklin's daughter are. Yeah, 
But anyways, uh, one day Bob Taylor tra- uh, Bob Taylor gets tracked down. Um, okay, well, not actually, no. This is a really tense scene right here because what happens is Loki ends up tailing Keller to this ha- to his house. Yeah. Uh, and you're worried he's going to find Al- Alex in the shower. He's literally yeah. wandering away, but then he gets a call saying Bob Taylor was spotted. But how beautiful is it that uh, he wakes up like he's laying down on the ground like he passed out there drunk? Yeah. Which I think is just a fantastic uh idea on Keller's, you know, on Keller's part, just to, you know, this guy's, this guy's, you know, reeling in the disappearance of his daughter. He's trying to, he's in the only spot that he has is that he can be alone. So it's, it's believable is what I'm trying to say, you know? Yeah, it is. Uh, so anyways, uh, yeah, he goes, he goes to Bob Taylor's house. Again, this guy, very suspicious. Oh, I mean, uh, too suspicious too sometimes, suspicious. You, you feel. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know if it's you or not, but if it could be. It's like I'm getting vibes. Uh, you're giving me vibes, but like, it's like the, the vibe chart. Like you're like a twelve or thirteen on a scale of one to ten right now. <laughs> so he breaks in. Sees that in one of the rooms there's a bunch of crates. And yeah. Know, and just like snakes pop out. You're like what the fuck? Because you're because what you're expecting is to see like bodies or like the girls in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, even re- even rewatching this and me knowing that, or uh, actually for, like forgetting, I was actually I. Uh, there's a lot of things I kind of forgot about this movie. I mean, eight years later, um, but yeah, you totally are thinking, oh, he's gonna open, he's gonna he's gonna see a body. Yeah, you see, you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, we see sna- box full of snakes and bloody clothes. Now, can I just ask a question? How are these snakes being fed? Yeah, who's feeding these things? That's all I'm saying. Okay, they're trapped. You you have them locked in like a box, almost like a tool, like a like a like a big big ass box. Like, how are you feeding them? No idea. Okay, just you know, just continuity. You know, I'm just trying to trying to be a perfectionist here. You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we all see bloody clothes. So they're so uh, Keller and uh, well, his character. I can't I can't remember her name. What is what is her name? Uh, well, who's Keller? Nancy. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Brought in, and they're having Keller look at different photos of clothes with blood on them, trying to yeah. try to help identify it. And that's where he sees his the sock. sock. Yeah, and this is where he just breaks down. You tell me that's not fucking tremendous acting when you see that scene where he's faced with that sock with a bunny on it. Yeah, it's like everything about this. The his performance, like you just see like his lip, his lip quiver. You see it, like, and, and that tear just cracked down his eye. Yeah. Without, like, effortlessly. How was Hugh Jackman not nominated for this movie? How has he won a fucking Oscar yet? And how was he not nominated for this film? It's a, it's a fucking sin. He really should have been. Like, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, he's just like, and of course, he's, he's angry at Loki. Uh, because, he's like, yeah, he felt like, he felt like he let him down. And one thing I forgot to mention, there's one thing in the box that was a very, was a very important clue. It really ties into the greater themes of this film. There's a book of mazes. Yeah, which is like a recurring theme you, in this whole yeah, entire if you, film. If you finish, if you, if you solve solve them all, and you get to go home. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, so Keller's basically lost everything, or he's he's, he's lost all. He's, he he really believes his daughter is dead, which means oh. shit. He's now holding Alex Jones for no reason. And he knows that too. And I think he's past the point of no return. So he's like, well, what the what the hell, you know? Yeah, he's like, well, shit. Like, well, shit. What do I do now? Yeah, because he's in a spot he never thought. He thought, oh, Alex, 
a big deal. We can torture this guy. He's a scumbag. But wait a minute, like other things are pointing to a different direction. Like, what the hell do I do? Yeah, we see that. that uh, we also see that. Yeah, you know, Bob Taylor is. You know, he's got this obsession with mazes. And when yeah, he, he has trying to watch and they're trying to solve it, trying to figure out you know what's going on. And right when they go in to try and interrogate, try to figure out like what all this means, he takes a gun and he shoots himself. Because that doesn't make you look guilty, right? It doesn't, but... <laughs> but again, the mazes come back again, though. Yeah. But, na- but now Loki feels like shit because he feels like he lost the only lead they had. And the fact that he kind of driv- drove them to do this, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thing is, though, he is still trying to get information from Alex. He's like, I know you know where we are, but I think we're done here. <laughs> He's like, can you just, can, can we just, can you please just tell me, just tell me anything right now? Yeah, but Alex, yeah, and but Alex is one p- crucial piece of information. It's like, it says they're in the maze. Yeah. He's trying to figure out, like, what this exactly means. Yeah. So, uh, he goes to see his, he goes to see his, his mom. He talks about how her, his, his aunt talks about how they, you know, they took in Alex's son because their son died, their son, you know, passed away and they just, they just took him in and just, you know. Treat him like their own son because they they, yeah. they never got they never chance to be parents. And then the one the father died too. Yeah, then and then the father recently her husband recently passed away. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, we also see that, that uh, Bob Taylor's house is full of mazes. Yeah, I'm like sure. all over the all over the wallpaper. Just you know that there's there's more to this maze thing than than, than you think. Yeah. So. Uh, but something incredible happens because Franklin and Nancy's daughter is found. Yeah, she's in the hospital. Joy, Joy, I think is her name. Yeah, she's in the hospital. She's in a coma, out of state. I love how Keller's character—he's already trying to—he's already being interrogating already. He's already interrogating this girl. I don't care. Fuck it. Where's she at? You can sleep later. Where? Where were you? Where is she? And she and all she said was, "You were there." Yeah, then you start thinking, oh shit, is Keller a part of this? Yeah, just like yeah, like, like did, wait, did, did, did Keller kidnap his own kids? Like, and that, and that's that's the mind blowing part. And I'm like, oh shit, because I'm watching this again, Chance. Keep in mind, eight years later, and I'm like, oh my god, what? And you look at how suspicious he looks because he literally jets out of the hospital as soon as she mentions this. Yeah, you're like, is Keller yeah. personality? Did he kidnap his own kids? And you're wondering it because you literally see the. Um, the, the figure behind putting the uh, chloroform or whatever they use to drug the kids like over the mouth of the of the kid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he he bolts because he feels like he he's solved this. But you think he's going back to uh, to Alex, but he's not. But he didn't leave the water running, so someone could find him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he goes back to his aunt's house, and that's where everything gets revealed. Turns out Alex's aunt, Melissa Leo, Holly Jones, was behind yeah. this whole thing. Yeah, and her and her husband was the body that they found at the priests. At the priests. There, yeah, there was a body found at the priest's priest's with, with with a with a maze necklace. So with a maze necklace. So that's where Alex is getting that maze. Or uh where uh Bob Taylor is getting the maze yeah. in his yeah. So the whole so what happened here was when that when their son died, they basically yeah. like, they were they were devout Christians until their son died of cancer, and then they just bro- they broke their faith, and it's like you know what, 
fuck it. We are going to just start kidnapping kids. <laughs> Which is so great. Like, we want a kid, we're getting a kid. Yeah, we want a kid, we're getting a kid. Like, Alex yeah. Jones was a kidnapping victim. Yeah, that's not even, yeah. Yeah. And he, yeah, Alex Jones, and the reason he's like the way he is because he's been so drugged up and so, you know, dosed up on, like, all sorts of shit they've been, they've been giving to him. It's basically just stinted his mind. Bob Taylor. Yeah, it's literally fro- frozen in a state of being a, like a mentality of a ten year old. Yeah, Bob Taylor, same thing. Also a kidnapping victim. Only like, did they, did they say he like helped them kidnap the girls? I think I don't know because I know like the whole maze thing. So he had to have been more. Obviously, oh. the, the man's more IQ. Obviously, is higher. I, I don't know if he helped. I, I'm thinking maybe he did. Because you would have to have a guy. Yeah, because I, I think I, I think would, it was would his do that. Make, I think it was just to make them like make parents think their kid was dead because they found like the blood that they put on the, on the clothes was pig's blood. Yeah, so they know obviously, and that's what gave them that thing that wait a minute, this isn't real, this isn't any of the girls' blood, so they're still out there. Yeah, so yeah, they ended up they started to kidnap other kids, and Alex really he really just wanted to play with the girls. Because you know, mentally he's still a kid. Yeah, because he but literally, they, and again, they cried when when he left is because they were like having fun. I think playing, like literally playing. I think, and that's what I think. Maybe that's what really happened. You know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Holly Jones basically was like, you know, you, you ain't you ain't saying you ain't saying shit about this. So she she has she makes Hugh Jackman drink this like LSD infused mixture that, that she drugged the girls with. Yeah, that actually is going to knock him out in X amount of time or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, she, she basically drugs him up, shoots him, throws him in a hole, and then just, like, covers it up with a car so nobody can find it. And it takes yeah. it away. Yeah. yeah, like a piece of plywood in a car over top of it. Yeah, so then uh, Loki shows up shows up to the house, and he sees him like, right before she, he's about to kill Keller's daughter. Yeah, she sees, she see, or he, Loki sees uh, Alex's aunt, I'll use some quotations, uh, Nancy. Was it Nancy? Yeah, uh, no, Holly. Holly, Holly. <clears throat> he sees Holly getting ready to inject her with poison. Yeah. And just, like, what, what would you say to, like, bury, like, make sure they don't cremate me or some shit like that? Basically, make sure they don't, yeah. Yeah. She wanted to go out in a certain way. I don't know. Yeah, so then she would have been like, bitch, fuck, 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 what, fuck, what you say. Uh, yeah, so then she, yeah, she, they have a shootout, uh, and Loki kills Holly. Yeah, but I also do think it's kind of crazy how Holly also looks through the, because um, remember, uh, Keller said that he was there to, he felt guilty, he wanted to help, he wanted to fix something for her. You know, he brought his toolbox, his tools with him. And she sees the gun, so she obviously knows. She sees it and she's like, "Shit, he was he was gonna try to kill me." Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so uh, we then get another really intense scene in the movie where Keller's trying to drive or Loki's trying to drive Keller's daughter to the hospital. Super intense scene because yeah, you have it like snowing, like rain. You have like his eye, one eye has like blood going into it, I think, or something yeah. that's like really distressed. Like, all the while, it's a deterrent for, yeah. All the while, Keller is still in this hole. And this is basically like his kind of little in a little sense, like come to Jesus, but like his like him coming back to like you know his his own beliefs where he's just like he prays God to just like look, just protect my daughter, yeah, yeah. So, he, yeah, so you, you're, he's he's raised in the hospital, like he, he again, he can't see. He's and you to, think he's gonna wreck, man. You think he's gonna wreck, or just like yeah. wreck. 
And ultimately, he does get her to the hospital. Yeah. Uh, so then we get to, so then yeah they go to Canvasser house the grounds that it, because of the weather it's it's cold it's fr- it's frozen ground they can't excavate yeah. anything it's gonna take a couple months so uh, they decide to pack it in for the night but then uh, Keller with a whistle he found it you, you hear whistles because Keller found a whistle yeah. in the hole that was his daughter's and Loki, that was his yeah. Loki hears it yeah and that's where the movie ends yeah. So yeah, uh, I do want to talk about the themes of like the maids in this movie. I find, I find it an interesting allegory, and I think what like, what makes me is the fact that both these characters are more so like not just in the sense that like they're in a maze, we're trying to like find where their kids are. They're both like both in mental mazes. Like yeah. Peter is always trying to find a way to justify what he's doing. Meanwhile, uh, Loki is in a, is in a maze in which that he's trying to he's trying to cope with the fact that he is like the maze is, is in a sense is kind of closing in on him. Like he's someone like they say like he's all, he's solved every single case ever he's ever ever worked on. Yeah. So this is and the this, this is the holy grail right here. This, this is the uh, yeah. Every time, any time he tries to go somewhere, he's finding he's finding dead ends. Yeah, and he's literally in a maze. He's yeah. like, oh, this is this is certainly um, this is certainly going to take me to the end of the maze, and then boom, something else happens that he's not expecting, and then he's back to square one again. Yeah, this is this is this, this was his biggest challenge as a detective, and you really, yeah. and you really do feel that in his actions and what he, what he's doing. Uh, Keller, yeah. yeah, the man of faith, pretty straight in line, but like as soon as you know something bad happens, his faith gets questioned. His, his lines start to blur, and that's and and that's his maze. Like he doesn't know what yeah yeah his faith is in question he doesn't know what's you know he doesn't know to right from wrong he doesn't and i think i think that's i think that's fascinating i think that i think what's really great about this one is the fact that it tackles more ambiguity really well because like like i said keller isn't doing anything that is you know like he's not doing like anything good like objectively he's being yeah. bad he's being a bad guy but you do but he's just and yeah, you, and you do like in your mind kind of justify it. And you put yourself, you put yourself in those shoes, like especially you as a parent, like you put yourself in those shoes, being like, yeah, what I do, this is my kid. Yeah, I mean, and 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 I I have that, you know, it's a lot different than when I watched it in 2013. I didn't have Ella, you know what I mean. So you you get dealt that watching this again in a rewatch. Like I said, these these types of movies and stuff like this happening now hits you different. You know what I mean. Um, as I watched it when I was 2013, I didn't have a child. You know what I mean? So watching it now with a child, yeah, I you you can rationalize it, you can justify it in your head. You're like, yeah, I would I would do that too. You know? Yeah. No. Uh, so yeah, Russell, final thoughts on Prisoners? I, I think this is a perfect movie, top to bottom. I think it is a little heavy in the runtime, but outside of that, it's a slow burn. It's it's a really good film though. They're, the acting drives this film top to bottom. Hugh Jackman's tremendous in this film. Jake Gyllenhaal's great. I think Paul Dano's fantastic. Even supporting roles like Maria Bella, Viola Davis, Terrence Howard, you know, everybody's fantastic in this film. And what a lineup you have to work with, you know what I mean? In your first big, big make it break hit, you know what I mean? Um, everything about it, it's like a, a breadcrumbs the whole entire time. You're kind of curious, you know, you you are, are wrestling around with it. You, you yourself are in a maze too. You know, if you want to go ahead and use that analogy of a maze, we're in a maze as well. We're trying to, you know, siphon through to the end to get get to where, you know what I mean? We're starting to think, okay, well, it's Alex. Oh, wait, no, it's not Alex. It's got to be Bob. Wait, it's not Bob. Oh, wait, wait, was it Keller? Wait, oh, it's not Keller. Here it is. It's it's Holly. You know what I mean? You, you, you're wrestling around with that. And I think it's, you know, Danny does a fantastic job with the film. And I think it's it's one that, you know, how the hell was he, Hugh Jackman or Jake Gyllenhaal? You know, not nominated for this film. I don't know this stuff for most things. It's only got one nomination at the Oscars. It was for cinematography. 
I was going to say cinematography was top notch too. Um, I mean, score, even that haunting, like I said, that 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 instrumental wall, wall like I, it, it drives so much tension in the film. You feel that tenseness when you're when you're hearing it, the uneasiness of it. It's just, it's just it's it's a great film, like I said, and as of you know now. Upon you know us rewatching obviously the Ven- uh, uh, Denny's films, I think this this has always been my favorite. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I, th- I think this film's excellent. It was my second favorite yeah. movie of the year. T- it was my, my second favorite movie of the year, twenty thirteen. Oh uh, yeah, I think the cast is excellent. I think that it's got a lot of great subtext to it, and I think this is a really great coming out part for Denny for American for American audiences. Oh, like, oh absolutely. This is, this is who I am. This is what I can do, and yeah, like this is this this is ex- this movie is excellent. Um, I think it tra- tragically shafted at the Oscars, um, but yeah, I think this is gonna. I think that any everything that would supersede this, it all stemmed all success stemmed from this film, and him showing us like I can do per- I can do personal I can do tense I can do these like really yeah. gritty hard boiled stories, and I can yeah. I can make them like work so incredibly well. I do think it's I do think it's a little long. I think you could say about like ten like ten fifteen minutes off of it, but I'd say yeah fifteen I, twenty for sure. I, I, th- I think this film is excellent oh it hooks you man it hooks you right in oh yeah absolutely. it's a great way to kick off uh, D- uh denis villeneuve month uh, absolutely russell uh want to go that's, that's gonna do it for us today want to go plug before you head out yeah you guys can find us notorious by chance in the facebook group uh we're not gonna be putting obviously any polls up this month because we are celebrating denis villeneuve month in direct timber which is a fantastic idea. I always have like I always like these like theme months. They're kind of fun to visit. Um, you guys can also find us notorious by chance on YouTube. Uh, we'll probably be putting new content out there. I, I imagine we keep talking about it. We will. But uh, yeah, those are the two plugs. If you find me Twitter Instagram, chance one underscore ninety one to check out uh, the Schmodown where I compete. Uh, if you're going to be in the New York area on the weekend of October 9th, I will be playing live Brooklyn Rilla Intermedium. Our first Schmodown live event since uh, Atlanta last year since the shutdown. So definitely going to be a fun event. You're not going to want to miss it. And, yeah, that's going to do it for us here. And tune in next week where uh, Denis, uh, Direct Timber, Denis Villeneuve Edition continues as we look at Sicario. Big hitters all month. Yep, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.